Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 11. Episode 11 of... Are, are you guys ready? Are you guys ready for this? Yeah. We're, we're going to say it together. You ready? I'm ready. Uh, okay, let's go. Uh, our, our arcade parlor. Arcade That was good. I'm glad we rehearsed that earlier. (laughs) Yeah. I'm really glad that we did. All right. (laughs) This is the one thing we rehearse. The one thing that we rehearse. (sighs) Welcome in, everybody. Uh, Welcome to our listeners here. Welcome to those who are here on our second live stream uh, of the podcast here. Welcome wherever, however you're listening, however you're watching. Welcome to episode 11. Today's day of recording is July 1st. It's about 1.15 p.m. Uh, Eastern Time, and like I said, we are live, our second episode of being live. We had a great time uh, being live, our first one, so we're like, let's keep doing this. Let's keep doing this. Doing a video version of the podcast is fun, and it just lets you know people come in and hang out. They can chat along, whatever, and it, it's just a great time. Otherwise, we obviously put out our episode the, the following Monday. Uh, I am your host, uh, David, also known as Pancho Taco, um, mostly known as that. Uh, and yeah, I'm, I'm here today. I'm, I'm the host uh, as, as per normal, as per usual, something like that. I don't know. Uh, who else am I? Jo- I'm also joined by uh, Ashley of the Florida. Hello. Hey, Ashley. How's it going? Uh, you forgot the year. It is uh, J- July 1st, 080, which of course is zero uh, after Tears uh... of the Kingdom. <laughs> I, I was about to say, do do I need to include 2020? Then I remember. Okay, yeah, I forgot. It, it, it's in our. It's in the year of our of our game, uh, Tears of the Kingdom. Exactly. Never year, forget. Zero. <laughs> year zero. Exactly. Yeah. Start year zero. Exactly. Start a new calendar. <laughs> exactly. It's the new calendar. Uh, <sighs> I, I'm happy to be here today. It's a hot day in Florida, uh, as I'm sure. Uh, anyone could guess it's like 90 degrees here today it is 50 days since tears of the kingdom released uh, at the date that the podcast released it'll be 52 days since tears of the kingdom released um and i'm super excited to talk to our guest today it's gonna be a good one yeah i Happy can't wait here. i can't wait either we'll 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 intro the guest in just a moment here uh mike how's it going first we'll get to you i am mike cheese pops um i have the worst stream on twitch that's that's all i got but it's fun it's fun for me at least not for anyone watching but i'm excited to be here we have an absolute legend in my top left corner i don't know where they're on the screen oh, man. but where, where i'm excited where is he, where is he? <laughs> who's who's, who's yeah, joining who is us who, who is this <laughs> Uh, and that and that brings us to our guest, uh, Aldwolf, episode Aldwolf. eleven, our our tenth, our ninth. I don't know. I don't know how many episodes, uh, how many guests. This is our ninth guest, maybe something like Aldwolf, that. Aldwolf, welcome aboard. Welcome aboard. Thank you so much for having me. This is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Su- super excited to have you on here. Super excited to to chat with you. Give you a chance to get on here. You know uh, that we can we can meet you. People can they can. Uh, I, I'm sure people who watch you regularly know you pretty well, but. They'll probably learn something new, which is awesome, uh, as well as a broad audience, too. This is, this is awesome. Well, I'll go ahead and do a name reveal. So my name is Paul, but I go by Old Wolf. Name oh, reveal. Okay. Hey, Paul. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> you know what? That's a, that's a, that's a moment. moment. The face moment. matches the name. 
Like, if you would have said your name was McGregor. It's such a Midwestern name, you know. It, it fits good. You look like a Paul. I have a cousin named Paul. Look very similar. You're far more handsome. Sorry, cousin Paul. But oh, get right. just saying, it's a good name. I hope he doesn't listen to this. He may. Knowing, knowing cousin Paul, we watch a lot of kung fu together. You know, his, his house was the video game house growing up. So when I got to visit Cousin Paul, they had everything from Atari to, like, the most modern system and a ton of different games. And weirdly enough, my favorite game to play there was Pac-Man 2. I don't know if you remember that. It's with You don't yes. control Pac-Man. You control the slingshot. And I loved that game as a kid. What a strange game. Uh, if, if you've ever played Pac-Man 2, it's a I've Sega. Never, I've, I've never played it. Yeah. Game. It's, it's you folk it's like he's walking around right and he will only do things dependent on his mood <laughs> yeah. huh. like if, if you need him to kick down a gate and he's happy he won't do it so the play is to shoot him with a slingshot in the face until pac-man <laughs> is angry and you can tell when he's angry because he looks exactly like my wife looks at me just rage-filled flaily arms and then he'll go up to that gate and kick it down does, and that's what you have to do gates down when she's angry absolutely absolutely <laughs> nice. most of the money that we make goes into repairing the fence in our backyard because of rage issues but she's in the other room right now and she's listening so i'm already in trouble she has a list she's like all right <laughs> there's add another thing to the list add another one <laughs> yeah, it's a very it's a very strange game. It is not your typical Pac-Man eats dots on the screen. It's like a whole story, and he goes through a, wow. a, a, a lot of different scenarios. Is that on and NES? Some, it is on Sega Genesis. Oh, I think Super Nintendo too. I'm not positive, but the 16-bit era, and it is just I loved that game, and it's it's like <sighs> nothing else I've ever played since. Like you can say go left or right. And sometimes he won't even listen to you. If he's mad enough, he, he'll just look at the screen and say, I'm not doing it. He'll and then you can there. shoot things with the slingshot. So let's say there's like a windmill. You can shoot the windmill enough where it spins, 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 and sometimes it'll fall off. And then that'll make him mad because it's in his bed. It's just, I have never played anything like it before or after. And I thought it was the coolest thing ever. Reviewers hated that game though. So there's a chance that it's your least favorite game of all time. And to make it a Pac-Man game, it's nothing like Pac-Man. No. Nothing. I still have it. I still have my cartridge, actually, from childhood of Pac-Man 2. I still have it. So oh, maybe nice. when I get my uh, Mega SG system in, I'll, uh, I'll boot it up. It's been a long time. Definitely. <laughs> I, I, I know I'll, I'll probably get to it eventually, I'm, I'm assuming. So someday I'll get around to it. Sounds like a speedrun uh, challenge. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, the, I, the, I, I've definitely come across some fun Sega games recently. <laughs> so we could talk about that. Uh, we could talk about that later. Uh, there's yeah, some Se stuff I want to Sega talk about. Sega was that. really like my first <laughs> system that I had was Sega. Really? Yeah. I mean, the first system that I had was an Atari. What is it? The 2600? What's, yeah. What's the original? Yeah. Their names Atari were so 20... dumb. I think it was like yeah, a 2600. I, I don't even know. The, the classic one, though. I think it's 2600. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, was it the 1600? It was the wooden. It, it had wood on the sides. Wow. That's the what? Did you ever play the game Stampede? It was like a hand-me-down. Uh, Stampede? I don't think Legit so. Legit good to this I, day. I had like 50 or 60 cartridges for that thing. Wow. Uh, some of my wow. favorites would be Pitfall. 
like the original Pitfall. Mm-hmm. And then there was uh, this game called Tower Toppler, which I actually think was for Atari 7800. So oh. the second system that I had was an Atari 7800, like the most recent Atari. And it was actually pretty cool, but it just didn't really have its time because NES came out like shortly thereafter and just, you know, crushed it. Right. But if you right, it, right. if you want like this classic game, it's called Tower Toppler. You're this little frog and you're going around the sides of these towers and the towers like rotating. Do you remember uh, that game uh, Battletoads, right? You remember the yeah. rotating tower level? Yep. That they they took that from Tower Toppler. This was something oh, on Atari, okay. and you were like, "Holy cow!" Like it was it was actually like really good graphics for the time. But this tower would rotate, and you would be like platforming along. There'd be like enemies that come, and you have to dodge them and stuff. And it's like a puzzle, though. Like some of the platforms would like fall, and you'd have to figure out which doors to go in. And basically, you get to the top of the tower, and then you topple the tower, like you conquer the tower and it like collapses and then you get in this little submarine very much like super mario land submarine and you oh. you shoot these bubbles and you, it's like a mini game between levels you like shoot these bubbles out and it captures these shrimp and you just get like <laughs> points and i don't even think if there was any reason to do it but then you end up getting to the second tower right and then you like get out of your submarine and then you have to topple the second tower and you know, there's no save states, of course, so every tower got, like, progressively harder and harder with the challenges, like, the platforming and the puzzling got super crazy. I never beat it as a kid. I was happy to make it to, like, level five or six or something, you know? Right. But that is a really cool game. I was about to say, that is how a really many of those cool games game. back then, as a kid, did we actually ever beat? Oh, it's so <laughs> None. true. I, well, I think a lot of them actually couldn't beat, even beat. I actually no, beat Pitfall 2. You want to know how you beat Pitfall 2? Yeah. It doesn't tell you. Blue? Uh, I don't know, but I, what I remember is that Pitfall 2, you could fall all the way down in these like deep caverns and you'd fall in this water at the very bottom and there'd be like electric eels going along. And uh, it was a huge labyrinth, but they never told you what you were supposed to do. There was no plot. There were just three things that you could find. You could find a diamond ring, you could find a monkey, and you could find a princess. What? I, I'm assuming you give the diamond ring to the princess and the monkey's like your friend. I don't know. You can make up your own story about it. But once you find those three things, that's it. The game's over. But it doesn't tell you. Like, it, you, just, you can just keep... I think, as far as I remember, you can just keep playing and you're like, now what? You know, you're just, you're just there. You know, you meet the princess and it's over and, and then, but it's not over. <laughs> the, I have to see this in my lifetime. I've never, ever heard of it. This is the weirdest game I've ever heard. Pitfall 2. It's so fun, though. It's actually so fun. <laughs> it's also a drinking game. Fun fact. It's, a, it's now become a drinking game. <laughs> but, um, oh, uh, what was I going to say? Oh, you know that one game, E.T., that everyone's always ragging on? Like, E.T., oh, yes. like the worst game in history? I had that yeah. game, too. And it might be the you worst did. game in history. It might be the worst <laughs> game in history. Hear me wow. out. Wow. When I, when I was in sixth grade, uh, I had a friend who was really good at, like, programming and stuff. He would program on this thing called Quick Basic, or QBasic for short. 
And oh, you can do yeah. all this like really derpy like, you know, programming and stuff. And I learned how to program when I was in middle school. And I made some games and, you know, I might work on a game for a few days and then it would end up being like a like an asteroids type game where you're like, well, basically you would be like two parentheses with a hyphen in between, you know, but you'd be like bouncing back and forth, like shooting. uh, uh, Like, what was it? I had like a bunch of Christmas things like I had. (laughs) It was around the holidays. So I had like it was a game where you were shooting uh like there would be an elf and like a santa hat and like all these things that were basically made out of like keyboard characters you know and uh but anyways like these games were legit hear me out like these were good (laughs) games (laughs) like they were they were fully fleshed out i had like a bowling game i had that game i had this little fighting game where you were like these two stick guys and one person would have like the right side of the keyboard and the other person would have the left side of the keyboard and one guy, for whatever reason, he had a bazooka. And so he could use this bazooka. You'd be like punching and kicking. And then out of nowhere, he could use a bazooka and just take off like half your health. The other guy had a little pistol, which <laughs> he had the same amount of bullets that would do the same damage as the bazooka. But yet it would just take so much longer. So you could just use the bazooka and then like karate kick his head until he was like <laughs> kaput. You know, so you always wanted to be the bazooka guy. But anyways, I made these unfair. games, right? <laughs> so looking back, I'm like, how in the world did these developers of E.T., how were they not able to make a game that made any sense whatsoever? There was nothing. It was like completely incomplete. And everyone's like, oh, they always give the developers like some credit. They're like, oh, they only had like a week or two to like put it together. I'm like, dude, when I was in sixth grade, I was making better games on Quick Basic. Like, come on. But you should see this game, E.T. I got, I've never actually, I, I, I may have seen, I may have YouTubed it just to see some of the gameplay. I, I've never actually. It's like, you I just can't wander, you time. just wander side. To, oh my gosh, look at this guy. Pops is holding up a Pop, copy of Did the, you find that in a dumpster ET somewhere? At a pawn shop and I just, the pawn shop. found it in a landfill. Before, <laughs> yeah, right. like the retro craze, every game was a dollar. And so, like, my entire collection behind me, $1 per game. And, like, I can't buy them now because it's, like, $20 for even a terrible game. It's crazy. Yeah. Have you played it, Cheese Pops? Uh, A little bit. My my Atari still works. My favorite game, Stampede on it. But it's it's a weird game. They have to do very specific things. And there is joy to be found in it. But the joy is defined in it is that it's so bad. That you're like laughing when you're playing. Like, mm-hmm. why? How is this anything to do with a kid's movie? Like, what were they right. thinking as you said? And that's the joy. It's not that the it's o- fun because it's fun. It's fun because it's not fun. The only thing I remember from the game is like you're wandering around. You like, you'll go left to right or up to down and it'll change the screen that you're on, you know? And it, you, you find this pellet. There's, there's like a pellet. It's in a cave and you're like, oh. What is this? And you like pick you're it up. You're trying to build a phone, the phone and, and, home. You have to find all the different parts. Oh, but also there's the FBI okay. agent coming to get you. And if the FBI agent gets what? you, right. he puts you in jail and all of your phone parts go back down into the random all, holes. All I remember is like, I found this pellet and then you go out to the main screen and like, you, yeah, you get caught. You just get caught like right away. And that was it. And you just do that over and over again. I guess I never found all the phone parts. <laughs> It was baffling. It was absolutely baffling. 
<laughs> Can you imagine trying to figure it out without the internet? Like, I needed the internet to tell me what was going Impossible. on. And, like, back in the day, it's like what you said with Pitfall. Like, you have no idea what you're trying to do. And the Just pre-internet wandering. time, like, I cannot express this enough. Even when we had the instruction booklets, the clues in there wouldn't really be helpful. Even good <laughs> games like Link on Nintendo, some of the most abstract clues as to what to do or let's say Castlevania, you have the blue diamond. Why didn't I think to duck in front of the water? Because water's blue and the diamond's blue. That's what duck they expected in front of the from water. us back yes. in the 80s. It's yeah. ridiculous. You know what, though? E- yeah. even, <laughs> even Link to the Past. Even Link to the Past had some very obscure things that you had to do. Yes. To like get into the, the, the dungeons and stuff. That's called playground talk. You had that like one friend... Wouldn't tell you where he got it, but you knew he called that Nintendo power line. I figured it out on my own. I knew the whole time. Look, you might not be smart enough to figure it out. I figured it out. And then you go to her brother or something. Like, they called the Nintendo hotlines. Like, mm-hmm. of course they did. <laughs> you, Aldwolf, you said something that reminded me of something else. Uh, Two people playing on one keyboard. That's something yeah. I haven't thought about in a long time. You guys ever, you, you guys all do that? Like, uh, I, I remember like at my cousin's house, sitting at both of us at the keyboard, like just one keyboard, and we were both playing like NBA 2K4 or something <laughs> like that on, on a keyboard, and we're just sharing the same keyboard trying to play it together. And yeah. I was like, I, I I forgot that that was the thing that we would that we so would somebody do sometimes. Gets, somebody gets the arrow keys. The other person gets WASD. Yep. Yep. <clears throat> yep. God, haven't thought yep. about that in a long time. Like what we had to do back in the day to game. <laughs> I was not a PC gamer at all. Like we didn't get one until later on in life. Mm-hmm. The only PC games I played were at school on the floppy disks. Like number munchers, mm-hmm. and I think later like math blasters was like right. on there, and like that's the only time I because like okay I get to play a game at school, but computers just remind even to this day, not a PC gamer they just remind me of like work in school, and there's like less joy for me to play a game on a mouse and keyboard. I still even if I can plug into a controller, sitting at a computer feels like I need to. It's hard for me to escape from reality and playing a video game mm-hmm. is my goal is to escape but that's just like pc gamers it makes so much more sense they're so much more versatile they're cheaper you can do more things to them and i'm like no give me a console i know i'm wrong but it's too late i'm stuck in my ways <laughs> i no that is definitely a thing that is definitely a thing the the, the disassociating work and other things yeah. from playing games yeah sitting it's like sitting in an upright position kind of you don't recline typically as often uh yeah yeah there's definitely a disconnect there for uh, for a lot of people as a kid i was not a pc or even as an adolescent i wasn't a pc gamer either but we did have a pc when i was young my uh my dad owned his own business so i we had a computer in my house when i was 10 so uh i was i was talking to some people in my own discord the other day about cds and i have this old cd book that i pulled out of my closet and i looked at the back page wouldn't you know I still have some CD-ROM PC games from the 90s still hanging around in my closet. And I found one that's a gem. And I would love to know if any of you have heard of it. It's a Goosebumps game. It's called Escape from Horrorland. Has anyone heard of this? Is that the point-and-click adventure? Yep. I've (laughs) only heard of it. 
I've never played it, but I've wasted my life watching YouTube videos about classic retro games. So yeah, <laughs> that's amazing. That's awesome. the, the The first computer that we ever had was a hand me down from a local school. Wow, it was like a Windows ninety five. I think it was mm -hmm. no, yeah, ninety five. And the the first game I ever had on it was, if you can call it a game. Spent a lot of time on it though. Was uh, Spider Man Cartoon Maker? Did anybody ever play? Anybody yes. ever hear that or play it? Yes, really? the Spider Man you Cartoon did? Maker. Dude, that was so yes. good. That was so. <laughs> that was the first. So good. I, I put it in quotes. The first game I ever owned. They had uh, like the classic. PC, at least they had PC. like the classic sound effects on there. Every time you'd bring like a cop car out, it'd be like number twenty five, code six, one hundred five, fifty two. Like, yep. It's, they use that sound effect, <laughs> that sound bite in everything now. I swear. Wow. I hear it, and I always remember that old Spider-Man comic book. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's so random. My, gra my grandpa it, it, it had was... that game on his on his PC. So every time I would go there, he had these weird, obscure games on his PC. I don't remember the names of the other ones, but I would always play that one. My grandpa had so the three wild. Stooges on Nintendo. Like, why do grandparents what? have the worst possible games? It's like, what is that? But you the play them because that's all you have. It's either learn about your family or play Three Stooges. So I fired up the Nintendo. You know. <laughs> I would say that I, I, uh, I've always been leaned more towards consoles, but I have played PC throughout the years, even as a kid and stuff. Mm -hmm. I was playing, you know, like original Doom and stuff like that with my friends or whatever. That mm -hmm. was the one I was, but the first one was Doom. And we actually ended up, we had friends come over and they saw we had a computer. They set it up on the computer for us because me and my brothers, nice. no idea what to do. And we were playing Doom so much until my mom saw it. And it was like, oh no, you can't play this. It's so violent. You know, the 90s <laughs> Mortal Kombat and stuff like that. So oh, that, yeah. that that got stopped pretty what, quickly. What, Mom? You don't like exploding demons? What's wrong with that? I'm trying to save the world. Monsignor talked about this earlier today on Sunday. You know, but no. <laughs> but uh, the second game I was super jealous of was Counter-Strike. Right? Oh. But Counter-Strike where you oh, could be Counter -Strike. a spy and you would look like the other team and you would try to get to their base and so you'd be the one player walking the wrong direction and everyone's like, that guy's dumb. But you'd actually be on the red team, though you'd look like on the blue team. And I thought that was the coolest thing ever. And I wanted that so, so badly. Mm -hmm. But those were like, I guess the last one was Day of the Tentacle. Those three games, those were the only times I was like severely jealous that I was not a PC gamer. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I played Day of the Tentacle for the first time. Maybe like seven or eight years ago, there's like the remaster that came out, and I had never played it. And I was like, I'm 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 due for a click adventure. It's been a long time since I played one of those, and I played. I was like, it yeah, there there it, there's stuff that hasn't aged well in terms of like how was I supposed to know to possibly do these four things in order? Like, how did anybody ever figure <laughs> that out? Uh, but uh, overall, it, it was it was it was it was a cool it was a cool game, especially when you think about like its time and everything. Uh, just, just really fun. Just really fun. Uh, uh, speaking of ad click adventure games, did you guys ever play? Uh, Ash, I know you have. You've 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 done it on stream before. Uh, Pajama Sam. Oh my did you guys god! Ever play those games. I think I still have a copy in my CD book of Pajama Sam. I <laughs> loved that game. Loved it. 
I can't remember what one it was. It was the one that you played, but it was, it, I don't know. There, there, it's like this, it's like a, it's definitely like a kid's game. There's no uh, need to adventure. hide when it's dark outside. That's the one. That's the one. Yep. Yeah. And it, it's just the classic, you know, click adventure game. You're, you're going through, you're afraid of the monster in your closet or whatever, and you're collecting socks. Yep. So it's the weirdest thing. Uh, but it was, it, it, it was fun. That's yeah. terrible advice, by the way. You definitely need to hide when it's dark. That's why we all stay in our <laughs> homes at night. Nighttime is dangerous outside. It is. That's it terrible was, advice for kids. It was a kid's game. like, And it, it may have actually maybe even been a little after my time. Because I know Poncho Taco Dave is the youngest person sitting here right now. So... Uh, it was like my brother's, my little brother's game, but then I ended up playing it because it actually had some elements to it that you kind of needed to be a little older to figure out if you wanted to actually beat the game. But I used to play that a lot, but Putt-Putt. Did you ever play the Putt-Putt games? The little mm. car? Yeah. Oh, yep. so cute. I did. Loved those. Uh, but talking about click adventure games, yeah. those are so good. Those are, those are really fun. Uh, anyone mm-hmm. ever play... Um, Indiana Jones and the Fate of Atlantis. That is such to. a good point-and-click adventure game. I've played it on stream before, just trying really? to like make it further than I did, you know, when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. It's it just becomes so, it's you know, it just baffling. Like you know, don't know where you're supposed to go or what you're supposed to interact with. But the best right. part about That's those such games is they seem like single-player games. But they are a multiplayer experience. The more people you have watching it, right. because controlling the game isn't necessarily fun. It's more more of a nuisance. But like me and my wife love point and click adventures because we can sit down. It doesn't matter who has the controller. It's just who can think weirdly outside of the box. Like maybe if we go here and color the fruit with this paint and now it looks like a cherry tree. So George Washington <laughs> will chop down the tree and that'll open yep. the pa- and stuff like that. And so it's like the more people you have watching you play a point and click adventure, especially if they haven't played before, like doing that on stream, you know, there's one one person by the name David Poncho Taco that's just Googling the answers and telling you exactly what to do to look (laughs) smart like they do in Wordle on stream. But I'm just saying, you know, I actually did that on your stream. You had that like word game and I'm just like, all right, let me let me rock these kids with my cheating. When I saw you number one on there, I was like, I was like, there's no way. There's no way you had like the top three answers on there. (laughs) But yeah, I love those are the best. Like those are amazing date night games. If you've not like Mm -hmm. or just even with friends. Any Monkey Island, Monkey Island fans. Oh, we played those games. Yeah. I've never played, but no. I, I want to. I, I've seen some of them, and I'm like, that, look, that looks fun. That They're looks so good. good. They're so good. I, I played the first one on stream. That was really good. There, there's the like three of them, right? Too. There's a ton. I think there's... It, oh, is there a ton? I know one just came out, right? A brand new one? Yeah, it's on Game Pass or Switch and stuff. We had, the wife Steam literally beat that, it yeah. in a day. Because I say it's a fun mm-hmm. date, and I think she can't stop. She loves them. So as soon as I get distracted and do my own thing, I come back and the credits are rolling. She's like, I'm sorry, I couldn't help it. <laughs> what about uh, Full Throttle? You, you guys all played Full Throttle, right? I know yeah. of it. I've never played it. No. You guys never played it? Okay. That, that was the one that I could never get far in it. I, I think there was an HD version, like not remaster or anything, just HD that came out on Steam. But that was a click adventure that I remember it's just like metal. Uh, I, right? I never got very far. What's that? It's just like metal. You're like a rock dude. 
Yeah, yeah, you're uh yeah, and it, but it's like takes place like I don't know, like in the desert. You have your motorcycle, uh, and you're, and you're driving around. And you and you got like other people on motorcycles. It's, it's kind of like uh, uh, what's that movie? Uh, uh, I'm totally blanking. Uh, Mad Max ish kind of. You're on your bike and you're like kicking other bikers and stuff like that in races and whatever, and then going to like the the bars or whatever, talking to people and stuff like that. I, I remember that game being really cool. I never I never beat it. I was I was too young playing it, and that I didn't know what to even do or anything. Uh, but I remember playing that like. You know, spending quite a bit of time on like whatever the first couple hours re- re- on repeat or mm-hmm. something, uh, think, and having a good time with that. I think there was there there was just something special about those early games, like that are not fully like fleshed out games. You know, so you can go, you know, do do a bunch of different things and just figure out what works. You know. And sometimes it feels like you're breaking the game or like doing yeah. things you're not supposed to because the developers didn't expect it. And I, I remember a bunch of uh, there were a bunch of like old PC games, like you know uh, when it was like Windows ninety five and stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And um, mm-hmm. I I just remember I, I wish I could remember the names of these games because I would absolutely play them on stream. Uh, there was this adventure game. And you just start out, you're like in this house and, and um, it's actually a fully 3D game, but you're like in this house, you're like on a farm and it doesn't, it, it, the plot is super loose. It like tells you something about, you know, like an evil wizard or something that's taken over the land and you go outside and you like, you find this bone and then all of a sudden you realize like you can use it as a melee weapon and you're just wandering around this weird landscape and like games like that or like... Um, there was this game Draken for Super Nintendo. Anyone know that game? No. Draken? No. Man, that's a weird one. It's it, it's also like a isometric like 3D perspective and you're just you, you're like you're the camera. So you're 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 just like I guess it's supposed to be a first person perspective, but then what really happens is like when you run into an enemy or something, all like you have these four characters that like kind of waltz out and they just like auto attack like the creatures or whatever and you can just like bounce off trees which was the funniest thing like they they put this thing in the game where you'd be like moving the camera around and then you'd just be like bouncing into these trees and yeah you like <laughs> go in castles and you have to like solve these puzzles and it, it was really bizarre but i have some fond I, memories of that game i miss when games weren't so linear and it wasn't just here is the next thing you must do in the game here it that is. Was, that it's was like, an open world game. Draken. Yeah. D-R-A-K-K-E-N. Oh, okay. That just just you spelling it out, like it, I'm sparking a little memory with it. I kind of remember. Draken. It was all about dragons. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Never had it, but, but it's I've also seen the part. super derpy. Like it doesn't tell you how to do anything. I kind of like that though. Yeah. A little jank. The time before the uh, the radio man in your ear telling you exactly what you needed to do. Yep. It's like, ah, oh, I've mm-hmm. noticed you got to this point. I can see. How are you seeing me? Like, how are you <laughs> well, let me the, skip the, the internet was the internet was new. You'd go on the internet yeah. looking for answers, and it would just be like one guy like trolling you. I remember playing. I remember playing Ocarina of Time, right? And I was like, I yeah. could swear. But they had to have put the Triforce in the game. I, I just knew. I was like, the Triforce is somewhere. It's going to be some secret, you know? And oh, it's in Zora's was... domain under the frozen ice. <laughs> is it? Easy to get. <laughs> I was so gullible 
I would go online just scouring these like it would be like game rumors. I would always Google like Ocarina of Time rumors. And then like there would be these old forums and somebody would be saying like, yeah, I know how to get the Triforce. Like all you have to do, you get on Epona. You have to ride around Lon Lon Ranch exactly 21 times. Oh my god. Then you then you then you play the Sun <laughs> Song and then you take Epona all the way back to Kokairi Forest and then like do this other thing. And I, I kid you not, I would scour the internet looking at all these rumors and I would do every single one and it never worked. And I was always like, it didn't work. There, this nothing's happening. I went around 20 times, you know. I, okay, so <laughs> back in the day, because Ocarina of Time, I know Pops, I think it's your favorite game of all time. It's my childhood favorite game of all time. Okay, so the internet was very new. I think it came out in 98, so I was 10. And I remember I wanted to find all the Skulltulas and I was looking it up and I saw, I've never told this before. I saw this forum and it had these like pictures that looked so real. And it said, if you 100% the game and you get all the Skulltulas and you beat it, this brand new temple opens up called the Sky Temple. When I tell you, I spent weeks making sure i did everything in the game i was like why am i not getting the sky temple it was absolutely right. fabricated the internet was there were cruel. so there were so many <laughs> video game rumors at that time just people trolling i guess yeah what's up with that? Miss that though like a i little. almost missed that those <laughs> yeah. days a little it bit can't be done. Always... it can't be done anymore it right can't. because no, they can no, go into can't. the file and see Too if much. it's there but yeah. like it i the worst one in my entire life was Mortal Kombat 2. The movie, the first movie just came out and was mm -hmm. huge. And the character name Art was in it. And there was a rumor you had to go through the game like 30 matches in a row, which doesn't sound like a lot. It is a ton it's a to lot. play 30 matches of Mortal Kombat. And we did everything. And then you have to do like three specific fatalities. And we missed one on the 30th match. So we had to start over. And we spent the entire sleepover my buddy named Stuart came over the entire sleepover, which is a big deal, trying to do it, and it was just a lie. <laughs> I remember it, though, so there's that. Memories. <laughs> That's so funny. It's so funny for people to just get on the internet like that and come up with this crazy rumor just, just to troll people that they have, that they, they know people are out there trying to do it. Mostly kids, right. you know, that don't know any better. That's why I love. I remember looking Mortal for the Triforce out in like the Gerudo like wastelands and stuff. Like they were mm -hmm. like, if you look at this yeah. distant tower, you know, you have to get the perfect angle and you can make it out to this distant tower and the Triforce is there. And just it's none not. of them ever worked. You know, the Triforce isn't there. It's just not there. That's why I love Mortal Kombat. They will like follow fan rumors and then the next game they'll make those rumors come true. Yeah. So like every character. That. Because like that, that is really cool. Yeah. Like Kano or like Ermac in Mortal Kombat 2, they said something like Ermac's found, which is like some technical computer code in the credits. But mm -hmm. everyone was positive Ermac was a secret character that you could find. And they're like, okay, if you're gonna be crazy about it, let me make yeah, Ermac cool. in the next game. And I just that's I love how stupid and fun Mortal Kombat is. It's just my favorite too. I bring it up every podcast. I'm sorry. I'll talk about something it's, else. Uh, I, 
<laughs> I think that was I think that was a, a a time in gaming when developers actually thought about things like that though. Like they would throw in a bunch of Easter eggs and secrets and things. Like you could get down in the pit and fight reptile, you know, in Mortal Kombat yeah. 1. Uh and and there were cheat codes, you know, like that was back yeah. when cheat codes was huge. Yeah. So it was like, you know, the developers were putting all these secrets in games. So, of course, and in following all these rumors that say you can do this thing and, you know, just hoping. Can we all agree on something that they need to bring back for every single video game ever? It doesn't matter if it's serious or what type RPG action adventure. Every single game needs to have a big head mode because it never is not a good time. Beat the game, unlock big head mode. That should be a guaranteed. Name one game where big head mode wouldn't add to the experience. Mario RPG, hilarious. Mallow's big head would look adorable. (laughs) Tears of the Kingdom, I I want Link's head to be bigger than the world mm -hmm. itself. Hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. I remember uh, every time we played Goldeneye, DK mode was turned on. (laughs) DK mode. And, and you could see people as they were like trying to sneak. You could see like their heads clipping through the walls and you could shoot the head too when it would clip through the wall <laughs> and, and it counted as a kill. It was, it was awesome. I remember playing Goldeneye with my friends and we would always try to unlock everything like all the all the um, what is it so like hard. invincibility and invisibility mm-hmm. and all these all the all the cheat codes. And of course, some were really easy. You would just kind of pick them up as you go, like big head and like paintball mode were easy from what I remember. Uh, but I remember, I still remember to this day, invincibility was the one that we really wanted to get. You know, it was like the, yeah. it was like the ultimate cheat code, invincibility. And uh, so you had to play, it was um, facility, which is like what, the second level or third level or something? facility where you start in the yeah. uh in yep. the air duct and you come out in the bathroom and all this well you had to beat facility i believe it was in two minutes in one second or something or two minutes and six seconds or something like this on secret agent which is like the second highest difficulty and so on secret agent there would be all the guards had AKs and, you know, they they would be all bunched up and stuff. And you would never know, like you would just get sprayed with all kinds of random shots. You'd be trying to run through the game. And uh, the thing is, is there was this guy with a key card and he would appear in like four different random locations. And if he wasn't in this one location, you just had to start over. And it was Doak. like it was like maybe yep. t- it was like two percent of runs actually made it that far. And then he would never be there. And you're like, oh, my God. You know, so like I I remember I remember getting so, so close. We were like four or five seconds away on like our best run. We had this whole strategy down where you make it into the final room and there's those like big canisters that you have to blow up. And we'd throw like one mine on like every other canister and we would blow it up right before we leave. And uh, our best run, we were like four seconds away. So wow. me, and, me and my buddy, what we ended up doing, we, we had this other friend that we went to school with. Uh, we'll call him George. And uh, George was really good at games. Like he was good <laughs> at all games. He was, he was elite at Goldeneye. Like he was so good. I remember he did a presentation in school one time and just made it an excuse to play video games. <laughs> like he brought in Goldeneye and he set up like the multiplayer <laughs> thing 
and he just crushed everyone on multiplayer, you know? But it was really cool. Anyway, <laughs> we gave George uh, our copy of Goldeneye, and within, like, two days, he unlocked all of the cheat codes for us. Because we couldn't do it. Jeez. We just couldn't do it. Good old George. <laughs> that was my favorite type of cheat code, because you could... There's two ways. You could unlock it permanently, which is do it like how you said and beat the time. Or you could literally, every time you boot up the game, there was a like a button call. You could hit like left C, left C, right C, up C, up C, down C, and it would work. It would unlock it, but only for that play session. Mm. And I right, thought that was right. a really cool way to do it. Like, if you really want mm. the code, here it is. But if you want to earn the code, here's how you can do it, and it stays permanently unlocked. And I think that is a really cool way to keep like so much replay value so like all right i Dude, like this game i just want the code let me put it in or i love this game i need this code unlocked but i could i could never do facility dr doke yeah would never be there and you yeah. always check up the steps in that first room to the right where he should be there and you get up there and there's some generic scientist number one and you just look yep. each other in yep. the eyes and your soul is empty just, just like the character inside. has no soul yeah it's oh it hurts <laughs> Do developers even put cheat codes in games anymore? They used to do it all the time. You'd be like, all right, what are the I codes like, for this game? There would be I codes like for like every game. If there's a developer to do that still, it might be Rockstar. I feel like they're yeah. still the type that puts in Easter right. eggs into all their games still. I feel like they might be the developer. I don't know if they did do that with any of their recent entries, though. I just uh, I feel like I, feel I like remember they're the one to do that. Yeah, I feel like I remember there being codes for, like, every game, it seemed like. You would just back look the up day. the codes for the game, you know? Yeah. That was fun. Mm -hmm. They need to bring that back. I think Big Sega, head mode, especially. Big head mode for everything. Like, Midway, like, mm -hmm. arcade games used to have a ton of codes in them like, that were all fun. You know, even NBA Jam, you could unlock Bill Clinton to play basketball. And mm -hmm. Sega, you even the original <laughs> Sonic, you could do. It's all right, incredible. Let's, if you want to get into yeah. developer mode, just put in this code in the sound test, and you could fly through the game and have fun. It's just, I think we're all a lot of us play Nintendo. Nintendo has never had like a code for any of their games, basically. Just none. <laughs> you could put in Zelda and play the second quest, but that's more of like a feature than a code. Right. Like, Konami always had codes. I'm trying to think. Capcom. Capcom never really had codes either other than like Mega Man passwords that you could skip. Like Konami doesn't make games anymore. Right. Sega makes games that are special and I like them, but they're not <laughs> really prolific anymore. So I think right. a lot of the like arcade code games are kind of something of the past, which I, I miss. Just I want big heads in my games and Nintendo has never Nintendo has been consistent. Never. Like I'm trying to think yeah, of a single Nintendo right game with there. a code. You're honestly right. I can't think True. of a, a Nintendo published game that, you know, mainline Nintendo game that would have had that. I can't think of Donkey Kong's the only one I can think of where you put in barrel and you have extra lives like on the the selection. If you hit B-A-R-R-A-L, you have to fudge the spelling on Donkey Kong one. You would start with 99 lives or 60 lives or something. But that's wow. like the only game I can think of that did that. And it's rare. Nintendo didn't even make it. Sure. Yeah, I was, I was a Sega kid. All the Sega games, they all had codes. Yeah, it yeah. Cool. It, Sega was all. Like, I, I started out as a Sega fanboy, and Nintendo was terrible, and then now I'm a Nintendo fanboy. So, I, yeah. like, I just, I just, I'm, my fanboy is easily bought. 
I'm trying could, to think. Uh, Mike, you said that Konami you don't think ever had any. There, there was nothing in like the Metal Gear Solid games or any oh, cheat no, codes. Konami or, always had codes. Kind of the Konami oh, they code. always did? Okay. Yeah, yeah. I was about Konami to say, was like, like oh, notorious yeah, that's, for okay. codes. They, okay. Right. Gotcha. I was, about, I was about to say, I was like, I, I was like, I have a hard time believing that Konami didn't have. I, I, I heard you wrong. Okay. You were very right. kind about it, though. If you heard me just say a bold-faced <laughs> lie, you were very polite about it. I appreciate that. I would have been I'm, like, you're lying, Poncho Taco. I'm so shocked that it, t- it took 40 minutes for you to bring up Metal Gear Solid. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I, yeah, Metal Gear Solid. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about Metal Gear Solid later. I, I have some stuff I want to talk about. You know what? I think now's a good time. Let's, uh, you know, what, let's uh, let's let's talk about let's talk about Old Wolf here. Yeah, Old Wolf is our ninth ninth ish. I'm just gonna say ninth ish guest. I didn't look this. Up. I just need to look this up ahead of time. Ninth ish guest here. Uh, again, welcome aboard. Uh, <laughs> thank you, thank and we uh, let, let's hear a little bit about you. I, obviously, you've been a gamer your whole life, as we've been kind of talking about here, just reminiscing on old games and stuff mm-hmm. now uh mm-hmm. l- l- let's hear about you you're you're on twitch uh you're on other I'm platforms on twitch. too i mean yeah, yeah yeah let's hear about uh, it okay um well yeah i mean i've been a gamer my whole life i think uh i don't know if my parents always wanted me to be a gamer you know <laughs> they wanted me to get outside and yep. stuff but you know i guess what was cool is when i was a kid I was kind of allowed to do both and I would do both, you know, I'd get outside and romp around and climb trees and stuff, you know, uh, you know, run around riding bikes with my friends and different things like that. But I always had a love for just sitting quietly in a room playing video games. You know, it was, uh, Mm -hmm. it, in a way it felt like you were, I don't know. it, It was an interactive medium. It felt like, like, yeah, you're sitting there, but, you're also kind of like working your brain a little bit and you're you're engaging with what you know the media is that you're that you're that you're watching or whatever um so -hmm. i thought that was really cool from the start and um i guess you know that was really our generation or uh we kind of grew up on on video games and stuff and there was really not much before that outside of like arcade gaming and things like that um so it was really cool you know i got to see it from the beginning like I said, uh, I think my first console was the original Atari. It had wood on the sides and stuff. And, uh, you know, there were a couple really cool games that I enjoyed there. But, you know, the games didn't have staying power. I had like 50, 60 cartridges mm-hmm. and I would just keep switching between games. And, you know, you never really settled on one that really held your attention. Um, but the first real console that I got, you know, I had the Atari 7800. And that had a couple, you know, good games on it and stuff. I think, um, what, what, what was that? Um, there was this, uh, Z- is it Zevius? It's like a, where you're like a, this ship and you're flying and you're like bombing towers and stuff and you're shooting. I, I don't remember if it's, it starts with an X. I can't think of it. Was it Zevius? <laughs> yeah, it was Zevius. That was a good game on 7800. Okay um Zevius and then there's Tower Toppler and then Pitfall 2. Those are the only good games that I remember. I remember trying to get um I remember I would always like my father would always go out and we'd try to get this game called Rampage. Everyone knows the game Rampage. Yes. And uh we tried oh, we, yeah. we tried multiple times. This was an era when you would go and you would buy a game brand new and it wouldn't work. Like, it just wouldn't work. You'd put it in your Atari and the game was like, 
from the developer, it was just no good. <laughs> like, we tried three times to get it a Rampage uh, cart to work, and it, ne- it just never worked. And it was such, such a bummer, you know, because I think, you know, my dad remembered playing Rampage in arcade and stuff and knowing how much fun it, wa- it mm-hmm. was. But, you know, my first real console was the Sega. So I was like a Sega kid. And every time I would go to my cousin's houses or whatever, they'd have Nintendo. So I'd get I'd get to have that experience there. But I'd come home and I'd play Sega. You know, I had Sonic 1, Sonic 2, Mortal Kombat. Mm-hmm. I never fired up Mortal Kombat without putting in the blood code. You know, you had to put yeah. the blood cheat in. And uh, that was something that Super Nintendo, for whatever reason never had they never had blood mode their uh fatalities were so like dumbed down you know like i don't remember what it was but like johnny cage i think like you would like rip the dude's like skull off you know and it'd be like (laughs) his his spine just hanging there yep uh i -hmm. don't know what nintendo did but they didn't do that (laughs) but um (laughs) they slapped him in the face they went (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they, right, they, Nintendo's right. been known but to you, do stuff like that too. Oh, yeah. Censor their games to an extent. I can't. Mm-hmm. I can't think of other things off my head. But yeah, Mortal Kombat. They've been known to do that. Taught Nintendo a valuable lesson because Mortal Kombat One crushed it on the Genesis and sold nothing on Super they Nintendo. Just, yeah, they just so need to when, know, yeah. man. Violence sells. You know. When two came out, they mm-hmm. learned a valuable lesson, and oh, yeah. they had all of the gore. And like, it's nuts because the Genesis had three buttons. Try playing a fighting game with three buttons. You can't. And we all knew the controls were terrible, but we needed that red splash and we needed those fates. It's, 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 it's not about the fighting in Mortal Kombat. Come on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah. So uh, Sega was my first real console that I absolutely adored. You know, uh, I was so surprised because, you know, it was I got it for Christmas and it was it was just released, you know, and I was just shocked. It was such such a big gift i would say from my parents at the time you know we were never like real well off or anything i didn't i didn't ever had an nes never had snes i got an snes later on but um when i got this sega brand new for christmas i was just like overjoyed you know and i think sonic 2 like came with it and uh even my dad was just so impressed because the because the background, uh, you know, the backgrounds were animated, you know, which was just really unique for the time. Like the foreground was animated. The background was animated. It looked like a truly 3D environment, but like in a 2D perspective, like Sonic 2 was really cool. And um, so I played that and I was able to finally beat it. I think I did have to put in the sound test code or whatever it was to get to the developer uh, like screen. Mm-hmm. And kind of practice the last level, which was like Dr. Robotnik's like death egg or whatever. Sure. Because, uh, you know, you you just you just get done beating Silver Sonic. And then all of a sudden you have to beat Dr. Robotnik and you don't even know how to hurt him. Like, I, I didn't even know how to hurt him. It's it's when he he's like doing this thing where he's like, and he's like moving his claws, like alternating <laughs> like that. And you, you can only hit him when his claws are like this, when they're like together, you like bounce and hit him. I didn't even know how to hurt him, you know, but uh, I was finally able to beat that game, conquered that game. And uh, yeah, I mean, I guess that's where my love for gaming really started was probably with the Sega Genesis. I would uh, there was a grocery store that was nearby and 
I, I would always save up a couple bucks or whatever from doing chores or whatever it is. And I would be constantly renting games. This was mm -hmm. this was a period in time when you could rent, you know, renting was really popular for movies and games. Mm -hmm. This grocery store had a little rental place, you know, in the grocery store. So I'd ride my bike, you know, maybe uh, it was like only a mile or two, but I'd ride my bike and I'd go rent a game. And uh, they had a huge wall of like Sega Genesis and Super Nintendo games. and. I ended up renting every game multiple times because I rented games so often that, uh, you know, I'm not ashamed to admit it. I rented, uh, there was this Barbie game and it was like, you're <laughs> driving around in Barbie's car and you're just kind of chilling with your friends and like you get to try on a bunch of different outfits and stuff. And, you know, at the Is, time I probably uh, wouldn't on. have admitted it, but, uh, Is yeah, I rented that Barbie, Barbie game more than once. I rented there, it more two, than once. Was it was it Barbie Supermodel or was it Barbie Ad Vacation Adventure? Oh damn! Well, I don't even. Let me see. Barbie. Super I'm only saying this because I literally model. just played both of these games earlier this week for the first time in my uh, life. <laughs> let me let me see let me see. I'm gonna say it was Barbie Supermodel. He just okay. played it. Wait, let me see. Vacation just Adventure. That is the funniest thing. I it, just played it, it, it the was, both it was of these Barbie games supermodel. for the first time. Yeah, yeah. You, you're driving around in her pink car. <laughs> kind oh of fun. Yes. Kind of fun. But uh, yeah. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I guess from there, you know, I uh, the the my real true favorite console of all time is the PlayStation One. When wow. I finally got a PlayStation One. Uh, I, I was just absolutely hooked. I played all the Final Fantasy games and I would just rush home every day after school, after like middle school and stuff and neglect my homework to, to play <laughs> games with my friends, you know, and we would we would voice all the characters and stuff. And so it wasn't just me, you know, like sitting there alone in mm -hmm. a room playing games. But, you know, me and my friends, we would we would do that together. And um, yeah, I don't know. I was always a, a PlayStation fanboy and. I skipped the PS4, but I had a PS1, PS2, PS3, uh, and now I have a PS5, which is really cool. I don't actually get a lot of time to play it, or I don't give myself a lot of time to play it because I do stream so often. And so I play a ton of Mario Maker, and then I play variety games on stream. Uh, and then by the time I'm not streaming, then I'm kind of like, eh, do I want to play my PS5 or do I not want to play? Right. So. But well, I guess at least with PS5, you, you have the whole PS4 library with it. Uh, right. So you, yeah, you that's don't true. Necessarily miss anything. Mm -hmm. You can go back and get those games relatively cheap now, too. I really wish they had built in the ability for it to play all of the PlayStation games. I thought for sure they were just mm -hmm. going to continue that because the first PS3s, they were able to play PS1 and PS2 games. So I thought they would just continue that forever and that would have been so nice, but. It is what it is. I have an old classic PS1 so I can play all my old classic games and uh yeah, so my journey to into streaming was yeah. interesting. Uh you know, I I I've had a few different YouTube channels in the past where I would upload gaming content and highlight it and so on and like post it to YouTube and nothing ever really took off and my brother had always suggested streaming and I thought like, eh, I don't know, you know, it's not, I can't curate it, right? Like I can't, 
I can't make it exactly what I want it to be. It's you're you're exposed. You're just out there, just being yeah. yourself, and it's kind of scary, you know. You're always on 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 screen, you know. You have to be there live, and so I didn't know what to think of it. Um, and I had actually never really even been on Twitch at that time. I I just was not necessarily interested in it. I guess I would watch content on YouTube and I would make content for YouTube. And um, but then I don't know. One day it was like. I started getting recommended these Mario Maker videos and I was like, what is this? You know, it was it was early 2018 and I had never even heard of Mario Maker. I was like lost in my own world playing these like PC games. I was playing this MOBA called Smite all the time. I was playing oh, this yeah. game. Uh, that game's super fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like mm-hmm. it's it's like these pantheons of all these ancient Greek and uh, Roman gods and so on gods and goddesses and you just like battle in like a you know a multiplayer online battle arena um but th- that game was fun i was like super absorbed in that at the time uh i was i, I yeah i don't know M- my last nintendo console at that point was uh the gamecube and so you know i'd played through wind waker and ended up getting stuck like not knowing how to damage one of these bosses and I was, I've always been the type to like, I don't want to look it up. You know, I don't want to know mm-hmm. if sure. I can't figure it out, then I won't beat it, you know, and that's what it is. And so I got to this point in Wind Waker and I didn't know how to beat this boss. And so that was it. And I, you know, that was, uh, so that was my last experience with Nintendo. And for whatever reason, I was just living under a rock. I didn't know Mario Maker existed until 2018 when I started seeing uh, like videos from Ryu Car and like Grand Pooh Bear and like The Beast, you know, on on YouTube. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is so cool. Like <laughs> all the, you know, like the fact that people are making these crazy levels and you can do all these like item tricks and you can do all this wild stuff that you could never really do in the original Mario games. And I was like, I have to know more about this. So I immediately jumped over on Twitch and started checking out like viewer level streamers and stuff and like watching their content. And, uh, you know, within a few days, I think I I was, you know, scouring Craigslist, trying to find somebody selling a Wii U, you know, and getting Mario Maker and so on. And, uh, you know, I started playing and then it was from there. I was making levels. I was trying to make like I had it in my mind, like I can make a level that's so hard. Only I'll be able to beat it. You know, like this was in my mind. I didn't know how huge the community was for one thing. Right. But I was like, I'm going to make these hard levels, like just these gross, hard levels. So I did that. And I that was so I was the jerk that's going to viewer level streamers, submitting these disgusting, horrible levels that you're not going to be able to beat like during the stream, you know. And uh, I didn't know it would be like torture for (laughs) for these streamers. Um, But I found out, you know, pretty quickly that, you know, they weren't, you know, like a huge fan of that. But what's funny is, um, you know, I don't want to name drop a bunch, but uh, Jakku, who's like really big in the community and so on, um, he he was doing viewer levels at the time. And uh, I submitted what I considered to be my hardest level at the time, which was called Aldwolf's Fortress. And it's just this nasty, like really precise platforming level. What's funny is there's sort of a dev exit in it. Like there were two ways to beat it. I wanted it to be like, I didn't really understand the concept of dev exits at the time. 
Right. Uh, so I, I, I thought it would be like sort of an adventure level. You got to like go all the way down this linear path to figure out like what you have to do there. Or like there's this other option to go here and like find a different way to beat the level. So I, I built in like multiple ways to beat this level. One of which, of course, ends up being slightly easier or slightly preferred. And of course, it would be called like the dev exit at the time. But it was still really hard. And uh, I submitted it to Jakku, and I did not expect it, but he got so far in the level uh, and then was just baffled because it was like almost a puzzle, like what you were supposed to do and stuff. And then I felt bad. But um, <laughs> anyway, yeah, so that's how my first experience on Twitch went, was like me submitting these terrible levels and thinking like, oh, I can come up with something that no one will be, uh, ever be able to beat, you know, not realizing how absolutely cracked the entire community is, you know? <laughs> and so, but then, um, basically, I was like, you know what? This is really cool. Like, viewer levels is super cool. It's one of the most interactive ways that you can play video games and be on Twitch, you know? Like, there are really no other games where people are interacting to that capacity. You're building mm -hmm. a level, you're mm -hmm. submitting it, the person's right. playing it, you're engaging with them in real time. And I was like, this is really cool, so... I just kind of decided to to see what it was like to to be on the other side of that transaction, I guess, you know, to to put myself out there and to, you know, start streaming and have people submit to me their horrible, disgusting levels that I won't be able to beat <laughs> in one stream. And it just kind of went from there. And I, I did viewer levels for like two years or or so. I mean, that was all I did, like exclusively. And so I missed out on like 100 man and stuff like that. I think I. I only ever played 100 man like once or twice ever, you know, so I didn't unlock all the like gold coins and stuff that you can get from the original Mario Maker. And um, side note, the original Mario Maker is uh, is such a um, such an interesting game because it was almost like there were so many ways that you could break it. Like the game has so many weird glitches and things you can do. Like you could set up an auto level that just becomes so glitchy and weird and chaotic. I remember building like an auto level that was just absolutely wild. Like Mario would get trapped between like two pals and he would just start like glitching out, you know, and, <laughs> but it was auto. So it all ended up working out. Um, but yeah, um, so that's, that's how I ended up, you know, on Twitch as a streamer and never really looked back. I mean, I've loved it so much that uh, I've really kind of pushed to, to make it what I do for a living. And I'm, I'm still trying to push to do that. Um, so yeah, uh, there was something that I was going to say there. Uh, but yeah, after about two years of doing viewer levels, um, I kind of just switched gears a little bit and decided, you know, at this point, you know, Mario Maker 2 had already come out and so on. And, you know, when Mario Maker 2 first came out, I was like, can we just go back to Mario Maker 1? <laughs> like, the <laughs> physics felt weird. And, like, yeah, there was a bunch of new stuff. But I remember, like, they had taken out, like, um, you could do spring drops in Mario Maker 1 so easily. They were so easy. Like, they were free. You could just do them. Mm -hmm. And in Mario Maker 2, it's like a three-frame window. Like, all of the Kaizo tricks and so on have become these really precise things. Shell jumps w were always, like, a three-frame trick, as far as I know. but. Uh, the timings were different. The physics was different. I tried remaking some of my old Mario Maker 1 levels in Mario Maker 2. It just doesn't really work. You have to modify a bunch of stuff. 
the interactions aren't the same. In fact, um, the one thing that I noticed, which just kind of ruined all my levels, was that the fall speed is different. Like, if you drop an item, it'll hit the ground, I think, later in Mario Maker 2 than it would in oh. Mario Maker 1. So it, like, changes everything. Hmm. Uh, but yeah, um, yeah, that's that's kind of my journey to streaming was... I was inspired by these Kaizo players that I, you know, watched their videos on on YouTube and I was like, man, this is wild. And uh, and ever since then, I've just been hooked on Mario Maker. I mean, I think I have, you know, w between Mario Maker 1 and 2, just from 2018, I have well over 10,000 hours in the game, in the games. Wow. And I came wow. so late. I came so late to Mario Maker. Like I was I, I started playing Mario Maker like August of 2018. So just to give you mm -hmm. some some idea. Uh, yeah, I stream Mario Maker, just Mario Maker, at usually 30 hours a week that I'm playing Mario Maker. Yeah. And that's if I, if I don't play off stream, which I usually don't. You know, I, you, you play so much on stream that you kind of don't really you take a break on your days off and so on. Right. But uh, every so often, I'll fire it up and play something if I'm watching a streamer or something and you know, trying to figure out, trying to help them figure something out in a level or whatever it is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I see. I see a lot of people do that with like zero percent levels and stuff like that. Like they'll hop yeah, on yeah. to and, 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 and depending on the streamers cool with it, be like, yeah, what did you can anybody else help figure this out and stuff like that? And yeah, I see some interactivity with chat kind of behind the scenes, if you will, uh, with that type, which is pretty cool to see. Yeah, definitely. I do love uh, viewer levels. I do that, like, your journey, like, for the first two years, nothing but viewer levels. Mm -hmm. And the interactivity, what you talked about, I love it. Because now, like, because I love talking with people that are in my stream. And that's the easiest way to connect is, like, here's their level. And what's really True. where you know you have a fun community is where you get to know someone enough after enough time where you can be like, this is the worst thing I've ever played. And you know they're not taking offense <laughs> by it because you've become friends at this point. And like that, like that's what I know we're on the same page where they can make fun of my gameplay. They're like, that was mm -hmm. the worst thing I've ever seen a streamer ever do. And I can laugh about it. I'd be like, why would you include bomb excavation here? There's no need. You know, and mm -hmm. I, I, I love that. <laughs> but for me too, Beyond that, it's like I am the laziest streamer in the world. Like I could either prepare for content or just like you, you bring me the content. You you know mm -hmm. I don't feel like figuring out what to do. And Mario Maker is so perfect for that, and, and I love it. And man, I was cracking up when you said you got that Sega for Christmas because I bet that same year at that same exact point in time in Pittsburgh, PA, I was opening up my Sega with Sonic Two and Sonic One, and I will remember That's that awesome. Christmas forever. That was a huge day. In yeah. The Cheese Pops house. Yeah. I, yeah. Was, I, I had, when Such I got my Sega, game. when I got my Sega, it mine came with Aladdin. Um, oh, that's nice. Game, that's such yeah, a good game. Wow. Right? That's the game mine came with. And I was five when I got my Sega Genesis, but I, st I remember the room I was in, the, t the TV next to me on the floor. Like, I remember that moment opening that Sega Genesis. Like, I had an NES as a kid. That was what my first system, technically. But I was, I would call myself a Sega kid for sure. Um, but because that was just so special. Like, I was like, I got a Sega. Like, what and i so we to all ask, had that experience yeah i wanted to ask you all well how old were you when you got your sega genesis uh man i mean what year did that come out sega because then i would 
Was it 92 I'll be telling or 93? on myself. Not even sure. Who's um, looking? <laughs> I, I, I want to say I was seven. I want to say I was seven. So prolific. It's, it's how so, they released it, which, like, it was a, they ruined, they ruined Nintendo that Christmas. It was such a smart play, because Sonic 1 was such a hit, and so mm. everyone, all the kids were talking about Sonic 1, and even on the news, like, newscasters would be like, hey, this, Nintendo's not the only player now, talking about how Sega's becoming popular because of this new game, Sonic, and so what Sega did is they made Sonic 2 really quickly, which is surprising they made it so quick and such a good game. Mm-hmm. And then they also released it with the system and Sonic 1. So you'd get the system, Sonic 1 and Sonic 2, and the price was less than $200, I think. So you get this incredible value. So parents hear about this new system on the news. Kids love Sonic, and it's cheaper than anything Nintendo's offering at the time. No one bought anything Nintendo that Christmas. Yeah. And everyone bought Sega. And then they kept the foot, the pedal down with sports. It's cool. Sega does what Nintendo. And that was yeah. the Sonic 2 Christmas was one of the like smartest things Sega has ever. Maybe the only smart thing Sega has ever done in <laughs> hindsight. But it was such a huge deal. Everything they did after that, they're like, let's 32X and CD up this bad boy. Everyone wants it. It was just poor decision after poor decision. But that Christmas, yeah, I just... they killed it. <laughs> I was always shocked that that Sega did not remain relevant, that they could not find a way to remain relevant. I thought yeah. they were a huge player in the game, you know, at the time. I've watched so many YouTube videos of the mistakes they made. Like the Saturn is a 2D powerhouse at a time where everyone wanted 3D. Yeah. And so the Sega mm. I yep. we have two Sega Saturns in this house because my wife was a, a Sega kid too. So I saved up all of my money and bought a Sega Saturn. I have like three games for it because no games came out for it in America. Sold well in Japan. Um, I had the Dreamcast, you know, like I was such a Sega boy and I loved it. The Dreamcast strategy is everyone wants arcade games. And it turns out everyone wants long, high value games. So that's why like the Dreamcast had so many amazing fighting game ports and things. They were thinking like, oh, people want to play... A video game for like 20 minutes and put it down no one's going to want to sit down and play it for long term and that was not the case and they just they got tried like sony was like we don't want a single 2d game on our playstation because everyone wants 3d mm-hmm. and that's how sony became mm-hmm. big and it was just every decision sega made was just poor but they crushed that christmas with sonic 2 yep. i'll tell you what <laughs> Me yep. and all wolf were like let's go that morning we had like a little <laughs> did you get the t-shirts with it I don't know no. where my parents got. That. I think that was like a store specific one because it definitely didn't come with it. But we got T-shirts. I'll never forget that Christmas. That's <laughs> that's yeah, yeah. The, I don't know what Sega did wrong. Like you said, they how did they? They they it was just bad business mistake uh, choices that they uh, uh, just just did. Like you said, they everybody was three D right. Everybody they, wanted 3D. No, let's put they, out a 2D console. They, they came in red hot and then they just burnt out, you know? Oh, so true. They came yep. in like they came Games. in too hot is what it was. It's just PlayStation has been smart like Nintendo spurned PlayStation or Sony 
Sega spurned Sony right after, and they're like, fine, well, if no one wants to work with us, we'll make our own system. And, like, Sony was the only one to be like, okay, let's do this smart. Everyone was 3D. We can't release a 2D game right now, even if they're good, because no one wants that, and it's going to show our system as being inferior. And so, literally, mm-hmm. Sony just played it, you know, by, by the books, and Nintendo... Nintendo has always dragged their feet and it's worked well for them for the most part. Like Nintendo is always like, we'll take old, like we'll take old already existing technology and make it the best we can do it. Cause it'll be cheap and affordable. Yep. And Sony has always like pushed the envelope and always been cool. And that makes me mad. That's why I don't buy Sony. Cause I'm jealous. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's, that's true though about Nintendo. Like, they don't push any limits when they release something, right? They they take what people have been doing for a while, and they put their own... I mean, we all know that Nintendo has their spin on things that they do. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, now we're doing handheld, which now we're starting to see more competition in that space, but ultimately, Nintendo relies on their core, you know, five, four, five uh, IPs that they have, right? Like, nobody's going to, to Sony right now and be like, oh, man... I can't wait for the new Crash Bandicoot to come out. That's why I'm buying this right now. I mean, like <laughs> Nintendo somehow held on to these iconic uh, IPs that people are still their system sellers. Like people are coming to Nintendo because they want Mario, they want Zelda, they want uh, maybe someday we'll see Metroid again. I don't know. I'm still not convinced about that one. But I mean, they're, they're still coming out. And like, I mean, sure. I mean, Sony is getting some big IP. I mean, they have massive IPs now. I mean, anything by Naughty Dog, people are like dying to get mm-hmm. uh, stuff like this but i mean like nobody has retained these iconic ips from you know the early days and are still putting them out and people are buying the consoles <laughs> for these people sure it's really interesting to see that happen that you're, mi- you're missing out cheese, able to retain that. you're missing out i'm telling I know, you i know playstation's I am. so I, good the spider so games good i have amazing. stock in playstation listen playstation I, they're they're they have staying power so I love retro, and I am actually I'm very close to considering maybe getting a PlayStation One, or probably as you said, just Ugh. get a PlayStation Two because it's were you, backwards compatible. Were you ever much? Were you ever much of an RPG fan? I I love my RPGs, but I have to be in the mood. Um, I don't know if you ever played Skies of Arcadia. I'll set that as my favorite RPG. Yeah. I like a basic, not too complicated like right. RPG kind of deal. Like. Like a like a Paper Mario or something maybe. Oh, yeah, so good. like yeah, 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 um, yeah. Keep keep it as simple as possible. Attack, I, I, defense. I was hooked on all of the old SquareSoft uh, JRPGs when when I first started. When I fir- my first experience with a JRPG Japanese role playing game was when I had this demo disc that came with my PS One. And it had, like, Ridge Racer and all these other things on it. It had, like, Bushido Blade, which was really fun. And it had, uh... Oh, wait. Was that not... It was a different demo disc. I had a Final Fantasy VII exclusive demo disc. And, uh, I thought this was the weirdest thing ever. I'm like, why is everybody just standing there? <laughs> it's like, you, you just stand still. Like, why aren't they fighting, you know? And I was like, I didn't get it. I'm like, this is unrealistic. Like, you, you input commands, and then you, of course, then they do the action or whatever. And I, I didn't understand it, but then when it finally clicked, I was like, this is really fun. It's, like, strategic, you know, and, uh, man, that game was such an epic saga. It's, like, 
it took three discs, you know, to tell the whole story, which at the time was such a massive game. Yeah. And uh, it was, a lot of it was open world. You could just kind of wander around and, you know, do your own thing. And I was just hooked. I, uh, ever since then, I've always had a love for for uh, JRPGs and especially old Squaresoft games, you know, which now they're Square Enix, but, you know, two, two Goliath, you know, JRPG uh, developers coming together. But uh, yeah, I don't have the new Final Fantasy yet. I'm still, I still have yet to play the the remake. I just need to find time. I said I was gonna like speed run it on stream. We'll see if that happens. You should. I think it would <laughs> be really fun. I, every, the speed runs like five hours time long. That, I, <laughs> that wow. Yeah. I, every time that I see like uh, the new Final Fantasy, I, I I click on a stream every once in a while, and it's always like every time I click on it, it's always like a twenty minute cutscene that's playing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A lot of people say that. <laughs> People say it's 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 like it's like playing Metal Gear Solid Four again or something like it's just mm-hmm. constant cutscenes uh, that go that are, that are quite long and yeah I, I, every time I click on a stream and yeah it seems I've never actually seen gameplay of it it's always some cutscene that's going on that's funny <laughs> I believe it that's what that is they're really story driven and stuff <laughs> mm-hmm. oh yeah oh yeah uh, let's see uh, cool uh, so we're, we're kind of talking about rpgs and we kind of gotten in like started talking about kind of more simplistic things let's talk about uh we, we just had a cool nintendo direct that hit a, yeah uh, what, like a, a week or two ago now mm-hmm. uh some really cool things that, that that were announced there uh i mean you had your typical you know games that you know people aren't that interested in you know that as typical a lot of Mar- uh, nintendo directs end up being but then we had a couple big hits i mean I mean, uh, what what do we have? We had uh, the Mario a RPG Super Mario remake. RPG. Yeah. yeah. Has everybody actually? You've never played that the, the original at all, right? No. And I was actually originally really hoping for a port of the original on um, online, but when I when that first happened and i heard i know the music from just watching people play it and you saw the peach's little remastered face i actually audibly screamed in and i live alone so that was weird my dogs were like what is going on but i was so excited so my first experience playing rpg is gonna be the remaster and i'm so excited to play it so do you you, has everybody else played it i have not played it okay played it have you pops uh, yeah, it was, the, was how Nintendo convinced me to like RPGs. So I played like Chrono Trigger, okay. a bunch of RPGs since, but they needed nice. to make it level based yeah. and also simplify it and also make attacks fun with the timing. And now mm-hmm. I'm cool. I don't need the timing thing anymore. I like it. I prefer it. But as I said, like Skies of Arcadia became my favorite RPG, but that was Nintendo needed to do that for me to respect RPGs. And, like, I, I still, I love it to this day. And with the the announcement of the new one, I'm conflicted. I'm excited for a new generation of people to play it because it might get more people into RPGs. But also, I am a crotchety old man, and I like things the way I like things. And every time they remake a game, and I know it was, like, isometric 3D, give me back my pixel graphics. Like, <laughs> Sonic yeah. Mania... One of the greatest new oh, games of my life. I loved it. Great. I loved how it looked. It took me back to my childhood. But now they're making a new 2D Sonic game with 3D graphics. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, why? Why? I think it's stupid. And then literally everyone I talk to that's younger than me, they're like, no, it looks better, man. And I'm like, no, they're you're wrong. <laughs> Go get me my you're tang. Wrong. 
So Ashley, do you do you not feel like you need to play the original first? So it's funny you say that because I I with all my friends in the community, I feel like everybody who has already played the original is not excited for the remake, and everybody who has never huh. played it is like, yes, the remake. Um, I see. But I think that maybe I, the, maybe play the new the, one first. It's not and then easy at some to point play the old one. It's not easy to play right. it on stream. So if it was. Yeah, I would want to, but because it's going to be so accessible to have the remake, I will absolutely do the remake before mm-hmm. I ever touch the original. True. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, I RPG think maybe I'll play the new the one and then go back at some point to play the original. Right. It's not on the SNES that, Switch online. No RPG. Really? Nope. I just assumed it was. Like it I absolutely should be. There. Yeah. Oh, it's probably. Square Enix. It's probably a licensing thing yeah. with Square Enix. Yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah, I think it is the the, the original release. I I don't know how. The, I, I'm curious how they worked all that out with the with the remake that's coming out. The remake looks lot, so most good. Most of it was developed by Square Enix, so I I don't know how it all worked out. But yeah, no, I agree. It looks great. I it love the I love mm-hmm. the new generation of like pudgy characters. We have pudgy Mario that's coming yes. out in this game. Uh, even even Sonic. I know you. I know Mike. You don't like the 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 3D look. I kind I appreciate them bringing back Pudgy Sonic though, because uh, he's been pudgy in like previous games. Like I yeah. kind of like the pudgy characters come back. They're kind of <laughs> short and pudgy. I I, I think that's great. <laughs> I love that style. We were watching um, the direct live in your Discord, uh, Ponchataco, and that was like mm-hmm. the first thing you said. You were like, "Yes, Pudgy Mario is back, <laughs> and he's so cute." <laughs> <laughs> he is. Uh, but no, it, it looks the the remake lo- looks great. I I do like the original. I'm 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 in the bo- I'm in the field of like I, I I'm in the I should bucket I should say maybe that I like the original a lot. I'm excited for this one. Uh, this will be the way that I revisit it personally. I don't know if I, I would stream it or anything, but I I am gonna get it uh, and play it on my own time at least. And I'm excited for it. I'm very excited for it. Nice. And. Yeah, yeah, and like pops, like you were saying, I this is really the only type of RPGs, like JRPG, if you will, mm-hmm. type that I like. I'll, I'll play like RPGs occasionally that are like more actiony stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But when it's more strategic, when you have like your characters on one side, these are the type like the more interactive style where you jump and then you're pushing A to get extra combo hits, and you can keep going as long as your timing is good, stuff like that. Like I like the interactivity as well as the simplicity of the leveling and stuff. Uh, I I don't get too far into like the tree games that have trees that branch for like ten miles in each direction. Like I don't have the time to figure that out. What gives me how to, how to min max myself or anything? What gives me super anxiety in an RPG, and this is why I like the baby RPGs, is when you get to a new town. And you go into the shop and they have new armor that raises your defense by three, but it lowers your speed by two. Yeah. I can't oh, make that worst. choice. Come I on. can't. I won't do it. I'll just turn off the game. And like Mario RPG <laughs> and Skies of Arcadia, you go to a new shop. That's all perks. Everything's better on this new armor. You're like, yes, no decision making by <laughs> that's me. That's what I want. That's all I want. And I know that's stupid and it's fun to make choices. I get choices. that feeling. Yeah, I get that. <laughs> the anxiety of like, which armor should I use? The, the dexterity is better, but my my, what's the word? The concentration is down. I don't know what either of those mean in the game, but I'm still I'm sweating. I'm just drenched <laughs> in sweat trying to make this choice, and I I can't do it. 
Let's see. What, what else was on the Nintendo Direct? We also had uh, there was uh, some Pikmin stuff. I know big people are big fans of Pikmin. There's one and two. That was uh, the the later today announcement, which was pretty cool. Uh, and we know Pikmin Four is coming out. Uh, I guess there's some Pokemon stuff. I, I, I don't know. A- Ashley, what do you think of all the new Pokemon information? We we got new lands. Let's just get got, let's just get to Mario Wonder. We, we got, Come on. Okay. Get, let's, just, let's just go. There's always new right. Pokemon stuff. Like, that's there what, is. Like, I never understand any of it. At it's some so point, over my head. Yeah, I, I probably too. could. Yes. I could probably name maybe like ten Pokemon off the top of my head. If you listed a bunch, I'd be like, yeah, okay, I know, I know all those as well. Mr. But that's how little I know, know about, about Pokemon. We're going to get Mr. in big trouble with the Pokemon fans if I don't acknowledge it. So let me say that it's very exciting. I'm glad it looks beautiful. You know, it reminds me, of course, of like the original mm. Game Boy games. All right, everyone's rolling their eyes, but I'm excited for Pokemon fans. Yay, you got another game. Good for you. I can't wait to watch you play it um, for sure. Yay, Pokemon. I, I've I, always I, felt I like say I should get beautiful, Pokemon. <laughs> <but>. <laughs> Those games are really I, hard, I, too. Like you can't just go I in and be competitive. I fell off after Gen One. You can't. You have to know yeah. EVs, IVs. You have to know everything, and it comes down to like, it's it's fun to watch. Watching competitive Pokemon is an yes. absolute blast. Agreed. And then I, it's fun. I'm like, oh, I'm gonna get into it. <clears throat> it took me like 30 hours to make one competitive Pokemon, just one, because you have to breed the Pokemon that you want. And then also, if you want it to be any good, you have to make sure the EVs and IVs are up to the standard. And it's not and it's not like, oh, you could tweak it how you want it to be. No, there is a standard. This is the only way you're going to be competitive. And it takes 30 hours to do it. And that was such a bummer for me because I ended up making three competitive ones. And how the matches work is, like, you see six on each team. So if me and Old Wolf were playing, I'd see his six Pokemon, I had my six, and we mm-hmm. secretly pick three. So I would try to pick three okay. looking at his six, and he would try to pick three predicting my six. I only had three that were good, so I had other ones in there as a ruse to try to trick people. Ooh. And it was still it was still fun, but it took probably 100 hours just to get those three with the moves that I wanted to be even slightly competitive. And that, for me, is... That's just... Oh, that's a lot of time. That's a yeah. lot. I wish competitive was pick your pokemon and the moves and everyone's equal to start from there but that's just me and that what, that what game is this with. specifically that was sword and shield that i did okay, that okay. on but the evs and ivs have been around forever it, they yeah. used to be secret but there was ways you can find them out by looking at the stats like as soon as you got the pokemon it tells you the stats and you would know okay it's this type and here's the stat range this one's EVs are maxed here and here, but this one's not good, so I'm going to still have to wait and catch the perfect one that maximizes those, and then I'm going to have to train it to spick it. Like, it's crazy for how childlike the game looked, and you could treat it that way and just have fun, but professional Pokemoners can go so deep and so into yeah. it. It is so intense, and it's, that's why I love watching Pokemon streams, but I don't have the time to get into it unless people help me out and stuff like that but it, it's an investment but it is real cool like competitive pokemon is amazing the last pokemon game i played was emerald so if that gives you any idea <laughs> okay that that's a long time ago what was that the g that was gba the, yeah gba right yep. after uh 
Ruby and Sapphire, Sapphire or something like I that. Don't, I don't yeah, know any. That was like I don't know any version. any Pokemon Pokemon past that generation, Gen three or whatever. Yeah, I know them all I, from Pokemon. Go. I, I played Gen one. <laughs> I was Gen one, and then I pretty much fell off the series completely. I got super into Pokemon Go, uh, and so I learned like all the generations from just doing the mobile app of Pokemon Go, but. Yeah, the last like main Pokemon game I played was New Snap, which was great. I did play Pokemon uh, Snap also, on the 64. Yeah. That was pretty fun. Yeah. Uh, we also had in the Nintendo Direct another... Uh, the, the big announcement, I guess, uh, was the return of Mario to yes. 2D. Yeah. Uh, yes. Mainline Mario hitting 2D. That was that was. I just awesome. want to say... I know there's rumors... Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I just want to say um, you guys can all thank me because uh, a few months ago I said on stream like how cool would it be if Nintendo released another 2D Mario game. I thought, you know, like we have all these updated graphics and stuff now they could make it really interesting. You know, you could have a mm -hmm. lot of like special effects, but just make it 2D because 2D is so fun. So you guys can thank me that I brought this into existence. Wow. Thank you, my friend. Yeah, yeah, no worries. We we thank you. <laughs> we yeah, owe yeah, it no, problem. no problem. Would I have I mean, my uncle John Nintendo. I think he watches my streams. So I mean, your uncle is the happened. John Nintendo. Yeah. Well, there's I more than one John Nintendo actually, but yeah, one of the John Nintendos is in fact my uncle. It's a great South Dakota name. <laughs> Most of South Dakota is just full of Nintendos, you know. <laughs> Yeah, Mario Wonder. Uh, it looks yeah, Mario interesting. Wonder. Yeah, it looks yeah. different. Like, like what 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 was the the last mainline Mario side scrollers were the new Soup games, right? Yeah, I guess so. Mm -hmm. And I I know I've said I've expressed my opinions on the podcast. I do not like those at all. I think they're lifeless. Never played them. I don't know. Me either. Never I, I think they're bad. So that, yeah, I feel like there's just no life in them. They're just boring. They're they're the color palette is bad. Uh, I think there's some mechanics that are cool in it. Uh, but now we have Mario Wonder and I'm excited for it. Like uh, it looks like I, I love the art style they're going for with it. Uh, Mario's he's not facing completely sideways. He's a little slightly turned a little yeah. bit. Um, they got some weird stuff going on with flowers that are talking now. Uh, some weird like I don't know. He, I don't know. The, the, he Koopa's looks like on he, roller he's, skates. he's getting on drugs at some point. Yeah. What's that? Koopa's yeah, on yeah. roller skates. Yeah, I mean, Which, Mario's yeah. progressing from shrooms, I guess, and he's, you know, maybe, I don't know. What's <laughs> taking some acid or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, he's doing something now. <laughs> he's taking it to another level. What's going to be interesting, yeah. the last 2D Mario <laughs> game was on the Wii U, and I know that, like, the last big one, and the Mario Maker community did not exist yet. So this is the first 2D Mario game to come out since this huge community on Twitch. And just seeing, are we all going to play that game? Or is it going to become, like, I just, I have no idea what to expect. Because I did not watch any new Super Mario Brothers U on Twitch whatsoever. Right. You know, I watched ROM Hacks on Twitch. <laughs> like, that was a big one to get me into stuff. So how big it is and like my my thoughts are it's going to be big at first and then disappear and then we all go back to mario maker and rom hacks but i'm excited Probably. for that that big at first bubble like i can't wait to play the game and then go watch all or the other thing that could happen is it's so good that out of nowhere all wolf is the like number 20th ranked player in the world at speed running it poncho tacos 25th 
I'm sitting there at 64, not moving because I love the number 64 because of Nintendo. Ashley's number two. Like, are we all going to become wonder speedrunners out of nowhere? Or <laughs> Maybe. is it going to be it's just possible. a splash? And so I'm really, that's what I'm most excited for. It's not the game itself. Because I, even though they're soulless, I love, I bought every Mario game. I played it. I 100% at all of them because they're fun. I love Mario. But how does our community and Mario Maker embrace the game? This is something that's well, never happened before. Good thought. And so I'm going to just, I'm going to enjoy the ride. I'm going to stream it. I'm going to enjoy you watching because like you can't really get spoilers from a Mario game. Like, oh, that's no, secret. No. I would have never found jumping up there. Old Wolf, how did you do that? You know, <laughs> like I'm not worried about spoilers like I am Tears of the Kingdom. And so seeing this community all collectively play a different game is going to be so unique and new and fun and either everyone's going to hate it like there's so many things that can happen i'm just going to go along for the ride that's what i'm most excited well, here, for you know here's the thing though uh I, so i was i was talking to my uncle uh john nintendo <laughs> and oops he he actually said that the reason that they came out with mario wonder was so that they would have a new game style for mario maker 3 Oh, come on, so, we're I all mean, hoping. Don't <laughs> lie that you're huge, all hoping that, for that. I, I know huge, everybody huge wondered spoilers, that. but they, they literally just threw the game together. It's 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 not gonna be good, but it's so that they have a new game style for <laughs> Mario Maker 3. It's I, I have the scoop. I have the, it's I have the inside good. scoop. It's gonna be like even the worst it Nintendo will. games are fun. Even like Star Fox I would say like one of my least favorite Nintendo games is Star Fox on the wii u and i still loved it i played it the controls are insane you hold the wii u you can't look at the tv screen you have to look at this to shoot and so all of the beautiful graphics are on the tv you ain't seeing those those aren't for you those are and no one's watching you play Star Fox, so i don't even know why the screen should just be black at that point but like i still had fun with it but it's mario we're gonna move left to right we're gonna jump we're gonna find secrets it's gonna be a good time and i'm just I'm excited. Oh, yeah. How I'm excited to see all the new power ups and everything. Yeah. The elephant looks wild. I don't I was, know what they're going to do with that. Elephantario. Like, I, I feel yeah. like all of us probably had the same reaction when Mario turned into an elephant in the direct. Like, I was like, I, like wh- where are they Mar- going Mario's, with this? Mario's tripping for sure. <laughs> Something's going right. on. We all get one yeah. animal for a power up. What do you pick in Old Wolf? You get one animal. Elephant's already taken. What are you adding to the wolf? Mario universe? Wolf. Oh, of course. I was going to pick choice. Of course. <laughs> what what does Wolf Mario do? Dig up in the ground? Look for secrets underground? Use his scent? Uh, yeah, and he can just absolutely kill Bowser, like, in, in one swipe. All right, so the wolf is just invincible. One swipe like, to the eyes. What color is the wolf? Is it like supersonic gold? He's it's just golden. Invincible? Yes. Yeah. Yes. You know. You already know. All right. Supersonic gold. <laughs> Actually, I'll show you. He looks. I'll post it in the chat here. He looks like this kind of. <laughs> just beautiful. I love it. Oh, that's a gorgeous. That's that's a tier two old wolf emote that he has posted in Boom. the chat, and it is a ramped up golden wolf. That is beautiful. <laughs> What about you, Ashley? One animal power up. What are you looking for? Um, why do I want to say cheetah? Cheetah's the first thing that came to my mind. Like, just I, I, I they're real fast. They're real fast. They're predators, fast. and they're cute. Like, not as fast che- as the wolf, though. The wolf is still faster. 
What Listen, about a cheetah taken. with star power? What would that look like? Ooh, it's just a laser beam. <laughs> you just see it's a streak just of a laser light. beam. You just get to the end of the the level. <laughs> Gotta go as fast. Soon as you collect the power up. <laughs> what about you, Punch? I've been sitting here trying to figure out what what if I if I had my power up, uh, if I ate some weird looking mushroom on the ground, and I and I transformed into an animal or I, or I started wearing a or are we actually turning into the animals or are we like think oh, yeah. costumes what, what version of mario are we doing here <laughs> i want alligator mario <laughs> i don't know what it would do i just love the idea of alligator mario like maybe he swims faster in water and can eat whatever and then on land can't jump but you better believe <laughs> he, he can do Goombas. barrel rolls really good or something mm-hmm. i don't know I, I just want alligator mario i didn't really think this through I got it over my head when I asked a question. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, the, but yeah, Mario Wonder uh, looks incredible. Uh, I'm super excited to... I don't even know if we'll ever see... I mean, I'm sure they'll put out another trailer at some point. I don't know how much more we're going to see of this game. It's coming out in, like, what? Uh, three three months in, in October? Is it October, yeah. I, I think, yeah, and I think I think RPG is in November. I think that's how they have that spaced out. Yeah. So I, I, I'm super excited. Uh, I, I think this is kind of at least I'm hoping these are kind of like the last things. Uh, Switch is starting to wind down a little bit ready for it. I think most people are ready for a new platform to come out at this point. It's been a long time been on Switch. We'll see whatever iteration they have coming up next. I don't think we're going to see any massive games like a, a 3D Mario on the Switch. I, I don't think so. I think we're going to be waiting until whatever they do next. I could be wrong on that. Uh but yeah, I'm, maybe, I'm a, new, maybe a new console next year. That'd be, that'd be so. something. That'd be awesome. And Some announcement or, or at least an announcement of an announcement. Yeah. <laughs> like, like these companies like to do. Like sure. there's something out there. Just to be clear, I don't expect Nintendo to have all of these different animals. It's Nintendo. Every Mario game that comes out, <laughs> they're like, look at this sweet new power up. And we're all like, what else are we going to get? And then the game starts and they, the, the first level has the new power up. And that's the only new power up they introduce. <laughs> yep. They show yeah. the tree yep. shake and all the elephant fruits go everywhere. We're only getting the elephant. That's For sure. it. That's all. Have, have any of you played... Game. Have any of you played Zombies Ate My Neighbors? Love that game. He Pops okay. loves that game. Okay. <laughs> I have not. That have game's it. so hard for one thing. But don't I've never beat it, but the the I want them to make it again, but just fix the fact cuz you can save it and load it anywhere like they give you passwords mm-hmm. every few levels, but the passwords save how many neighbors you have left. So how the game works at like level 1 you have 10 neighbors, and let's say you beat level one, but you accidentally let three of them die. For the rest of the game, you only have seven. Right. And you can get really late in the game and only have one neighbor left. And literally, you have to figure out where that neighbor is and hope for RNG right. that that little baby with the axe doesn't go kill it before you can get it, and there's nothing you can do about right. it. <laughs> well, you know the monster juice, right? The monster juice? Yeah, sorry, I that, went on a tangent that's there. Ha- that's how, the, that's how the wolf power-up would work. You drink the wolf <laughs> juice, and you become... Like the golden werewolf Mario, <laughs> faster than a cheetah, That's what I'm longer envisioning. trunk than the elephant, better Could at just swimming. Smack than the everything alligator. off the screen. <laughs> Can break blocks just like, <laughs> just like that old zombies ate my neighbors power up. I love it. Oh yeah, you can uh, break through old- everything. Breakthrough walls. The only yeah. other thing I can think of from the Nintendo Direct that was I, I'm not super excited, at least not yet. Uh, I don't know because they didn't really show much. Was 
I guess Princess Peach is getting her own game again, a sequel. Yeah! I, I'm oh. not super excited about it, but I'm I'm intrigued to see what exactly that is. I'm 900 uh, sure they maybe have no she idea maybe she can either. go save Mario. Yeah. You know, yeah, maybe, maybe she maybe, maybe she can that. go save Mario. I for once I know I think it was on get off was her lazy Game butt. Boy Advanced or was it the Nintendo DS where they released Super Princess Peach? And was that saving Mario? I, d- I never played it. I don't know no, like don't what know. the what the obje- overall like story objective would have been in that game. Ma- Mario got abducted by Bowsette. <laughs> <laughs> so I actually <laughs> talked to... They're making Bowsette canon. I talked to Old Wolf's uncle, John Nintendo, and he actually gave me the download. You're going to be driving around in a pink Ferrari, going around, trying on <laughs> okay. outfits. It's going to be incredible, collecting stars this. on the street. Yeah, yeah, Old yeah. Wolf is down for it. So it is actually just a remake so of that ready. Barbie game on Sega Genesis. <laughs> They need to, honestly. It, that's a classic. Well, I'm the token girl here, so I am so excited about the Peach game. I know they only showed us just a few frames and a couple snippets, but the last time that I can remember being able to control Peach besides like Mario 2 was uh, the Paper Mario games where they would have little segments where you could yeah. play as Princess Peach. But I personally have never played a game that she was the star and my uh, inner five-year-old girl is just so excited. I will absolutely play it on stream. And what I don't care what it is, I'm going to play it. My hope is that yeah, Mario's yeah. a scumbag like he is in Luigi's <laughs> Mansion. I don't know if you played the most recent, but like when Mario's finally free, he's just a showboater doing flips, doesn't even care that Luigi saved him. And I hope that they just, <laughs> I love when Nintendo takes Mario and makes him look like the biggest look at me, Louie scumbag out there. Like they did, Lu- I, Luigi's Mansion had me crying. Like you, you want to be like Luigi and Mario's just like, see it, nerd, I'm the greatest. <laughs> They mentioned Luigi's Mansion also in the direct. What is it coming to yeah, Switch? Yeah, th- they are re they're they're porting uh the second the sequel. Oh, uh, okay, Dark cool. Dark Moon, which was a 3DS title, which is actually pretty good. Uh they took the first uh Luigi's Mansion and made it really long and then put it on 3DS. But now they're porting that to uh it's only been available on 3DS ever. Uh but they're now porting that to Switch. You still can't play Luigi's Mansion 1 on Switch. Which I, I'm kind of that's kind of weird to me that they never ported <laughs> that one. They, yeah. the, the weirdest thing about Luigi's Mansion is is they made the original Luigi's Mansion on they, they released it on 3DS when the switch was already out and the 3DS was like about to die. For some reason, they made the decision. We're going to release this on 3DS. and They never brought it to switch. Uh, I don't know why. And now they're going to have the second game, the third game on switch, but you still can't play the first one. So. Well, I, I yeah, don't know. If, I mean, like, m- m- yeah, I don't know what they're. I haven't played any of them. I haven't played any of them, and I'm, I'm always the type of person like if I'm gonna go back and play a game series, I like to play the first one and then you know just get through mm-hmm. them that mm-hmm. way. So yeah, see the evolution of, of the series and everything. Yeah, yeah. they're I, the best way. The first one is a little bit different than the sequels, but kind of think of Resident Evil, where you go like room to room, explore. Okay, this room, I can't do anything yet. Let me go to a different room. Okay, now I got the key. But also they add the element of fun because catching ghosts is is a lot of fun. So it's it's you're in one location pretty much the first one the entire game, but it's just fun to find, okay, this is the right room I want to be in. And then it's just it's a simplified, less intense version of Resident Evil, which I enjoy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
no it, it definitely is uh yeah well uh i don't know if like nintendo i mean there's always the rumored GameCube coming to Nintendo Switch Online. I don't uh, know if that's ever going to happen. Maybe it'll, maybe they'll launch it with Luigi's Mansion. I don't know. Uh, but right now, the only way to play Luigi's Mansion is either to get a 3DS, which is you have to mod it if you want to game capture that in any form, or you, you can emulate it in some in some fashion as well. That's the only yeah. way, unless you have a GameCube with like a uh, an upscaler to that you can video capture. To, if you're looking to play it on on streaming or something like that, yeah, those are really your only options at this point. Um, Nintendo likes to do what they do and and just make games not accessible any longer <laughs> for whatever reason. Pops, what do you got there? There it is, the original Luigi's Mansion release, still wow. with the price sticker on it. How much was it? $19.99 at Electronics Boutique. <laughs> I remember that. EB Games. Wow. A relic. wonder if I can still get 10% off today. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, yeah, uh, the, the other thing I wanted to talk about, too, is we didn't get to talk about it last episode, but it did happen was... The Sony also had a cool event. Um, I can't remember. I, I'm trying to think of a lot. There, there were some cool announcements, but overall, I mean, they brought one. They, they said one announcement that was pretty cool. They're bringing the Metal Gear Solid Collection Volume 1, uh, which, I mean, I've already had another system, so I'm not super stoked about it. I'll, I'll still get it because I'll buy anything that's Metal Gear Solid, honestly. Uh, but that does give us the possibility that of Volume 2, which I'm more interested in. Uh, volume two, if there's a volume two, I'm really hoping we're going to see Metal Gear Solid four. Maybe I know Metal Gear Solid four was a. Uh, PS3 title, and I've always been told in order for them to port Metal Gear Solid four to literally anything else, they have to rebuild the game from the ground. Up. Yeah, that uh, recode it and everything. And like, so I'm I'm really hoping like this, that'll be huge if they announce Metal Gear Solid Collection 2 or whatever, and it has Metal Gear Solid 4 in it, like that's going to be huge. It's, I've never played any of the Metal Gear games personally, and uh, I mean, I'm, I feel like them putting it on the, the volumized collection is actually going to make people who never played it play it. And I'm, I'm excited to see people play it, but I'm also excited to see people play it for the first time ever on stream mm -hmm. like that's always so fun like when you had a game when you were young that people played and then there's adults that got to play a remaster and you're watching their reaction for the first time like that to me is like such a cool thing to see on twitch oh yeah definitely no it, it really is and i i'm excited i, I i'll still buy it because i'll still buy anything that's metal gear solid <laughs> uh but i think the bigger thing too is that they announced what the, the metal gear solid three remake and they're not even calling it metal gear solid three they're just calling it metal gear solid delta uh Why? because I, metal gear solid three is technically first in the in the as far as the story goes mm -hmm. it's technically the first game uh, cr uh chronologically if you look at it story wise yeah so uh... so i i and, and and depending now i don't really have a lot of faith in konami these days <laughs> Uh, Konami is kind of like, I don't know, they, they've really taken the backseat. They don't really do much anymore. So I don't really have a lot of faith in them, but I'm really hoping that Metal Gear Solid 3, the remake or Metal Gear Solid Delta, whatever you want to call it. Uh, I hope that they do give it the love that it needs because everybody loves Metal Gear Solid 3 is like 
the the everybody knows that that's like the best Metal Gear game. Uh, everybody loves Metal Gear Solid Three, and I'm and glad that they're one, starting. That's one with I don't this, think I played. One. You haven't played it? Oh, no. that's so good. Metal Gear Solid Three is definitely the. Uh, I mean, it, it's a good it's a good starting point too because it's the first in the story. And as far as storyline goes, it's the first because it's like a, it's like a prequel to everything that's happened so far. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's an amazing place to start at. Uh, I mean, it, there's still benefits, I think, to playing the first two before that one. Uh, I think there's still benefits to playing it in release order. But if chronologically, if you're just looking for story wise, Metal Gear Solid 3 is a great starting point. Yeah. And I'm, I'm super excited for the re-release. I'll be buying that day one and playing it. I just hope that they give it the love that, like, say, Capcom has done to the recent Resident Evil remakes that have been incredibly received, incredibly well received, and everybody loves them. Uh, and I hope I, I don't have any faith in Konami, but I hope Konami does Metal Gear Solid right here. <laughs> Now they don't they don't have they don't have Kojima at all involved from what I understand. Kojima has not even like uh made any comments on it whatsoever. And I, I just think I don't know. I, I don't have any faith, but I'm hoping that Konami does something right here. But I, I don't know. So what do you they've been kind of just missing for a while? What are you hoping for most like just better controls? Because I, I love metal I played one through three, and there is the feeling that the controls are out of date, but me as a retro, I love, I love the weird janky going from first to third person controls. I love that most of the game is about exploring and not really about, you know, there, there's still a lot of cool things you can do. But for me, yeah. I thought that added to the gameplay, but I thought the same thing with Resident Evil. I thought, let me keep those tank controls. And then Capcom did that amazing thing. Like, no, you could have the fun of the game, the scariness, but with good controls. And I was like, oh, yes, this is great. And I yes. didn't know that. So I'm hoping like if they do something like that, that might get me to fall back in love with the Metal Gear Solid series because I have not played it since three. I will say I will be disappointed if it comes out and it's the exact same game just with brand new graphics. I will be disappointed. I feel like they need to at least do what they did with Metal Gear Solid 5 because Metal Gear Solid 5 is some of the best controls you'll ever see in a third person game, especially espionage. Uh, and I really hope that they bring that Fox Engine 5 or whatever it is that, that they built solely for that game. And then it just went AWOL because Konami just sat out of everything after Metal Gear Solid 5 came out. They put out that weird Metal Gear Solid Survive that nobody liked uh, without Kojima at the helm. And so they have this awesome fox engine that was incredible to play metal gear solid five so i really hope that they put that to use in the metal gear solid 3 remake or metal gear solid delta i gotta get used to calling it that it's metal gear solid delta i guess um they're dropping the number on it yeah i think i only ever played the first one in the the one on ps3 what's that metal gear solid 4 guns of the patriots yeah that's four Yep. Yeah, I think I played yep. one in that, that, four. That's the one that has so many. That's just like watching a movie. It's so good, though. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. Uh, Metal Gear Solid 1 still holds up. If anybody's watching or listening uh, at some point and you've never played Metal Gear Solid, the first one holds up incredibly such a well. such f- a fun uh, game. Yes. I, the, yep. the cardboard box and uh, like the, the boss fight where you have to you know spoilers you have to like unplug your controller and put it in port two so he can <laughs> stop yep. reading your mind or whatever so yeah wild though i got stuck forever and i'm like i'm like old wolf where i'm not gonna look it up on the internet if i can't beat it i can't beat it but the one thing was meryl in the first game was like 
call me on the number because you have to put in the specific code on the like uh into the radio to call whoever the codec codec yeah call me my number's on the package i'm like i didn't pick up a package what are you talking (laughs) about i looked everywhere and this is rather early in the game so i could go back it was still a hassle i looked everywhere for a package that i did not (laughs) pick up and i was slow and methodical in the game like there is no package i'm as mad as i've ever been i know i've looked everywhere so i i broke down all wolf and i broke the one commandment do not cheat on the internet and i looked it up and the answer was (laughs) the package is actually on the back of the box that the game came in and on the back on one of the pictures it shows you meryl's number and that's how they wanted you to look it up and i was like i wasn't mad i was like that's clever all right you win this round kojima that was like my introduction to kojima that's kojima for you that's kojima for you very clever all right. Uh, now, uh, let, let's. How about we move into some uh, emails here? We do yeah. have two emails that have come in. Uh, as a reminder for our listeners, you can send in an email to email at arcadeparlorcast.com. Again, that's email at arcadeparlorcast.com. We will uh, review the emails and your email might be featured on an episode here. You can also leave us a voicemail if you want. If you want to actually leave a voicemail and, and listen to it on on uh, the podcast here that the phone number for that is 402-915-1082 you can also leave voicemails in the discord for arcade parlor uh you can do that there as well uh ashley we do have two emails that i've provided to you would you mind uh going ahead and reading them reading the first one absolutely this first email comes to us from our dear friend donald donald says time for the hard-hitting question Charmander, Squirtle, or Bulbasaur? Oh, wow. <laughs> Charmander, Squirtle, or Bulbasaur? I got to go with my boy Charmander. Just because back in the day, Charizard was the goat, you know? Yes. And that's it. <laughs> Short yep. and simple answer, I, I guess. I, I'm Charmander, too. Uh, the only downside to picking Charmander was, I believe, the first gym was quite difficult. Yeah. If you pick Charmander. Right. A lot of, uh, lot but, of... Yeah, I agree. Fire. Yeah. No downside. Gra- grass types stand no chance. <laughs> I know that Oh, much. yeah. I, I would never Bulbasaur. Never Bulbasaur for me. Pops, you said Charmander also? Oh, yeah. It's... <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> fire beats water. Fire beats grass. Fire beats electricity. Wait, fire, fire beats, beats water? <laughs> Fire beats everything. Fire beats everything. I, I'm not. Fire I'm beats still fire. a ten year old boy. Yeah, fire beats fire. They don't say. They don't say fight fire with fire for nothing. Exactly. <laughs> fire beats space. Fire beats time. They say time can't be beaten. Fire beat it. I used ember. Fire it. beat it. <laughs> if there's nothing there, fire beats the void. It, there exactly. You go. Um, adult me would say Bulbasaur because it's the most versatile of, as far as moves it can learn. But child Ashley, I was picking Squirtle all day long. I thought the Squirtle squad was so cool with the sunglasses. Um, Squirtle was absolutely my pick. It was my favorite Pokemon as a kid too. So um, Squirtle was my pick every single solitary time. Fire beats your opinion. Acceptable. Okay. <laughs> Fire beats your opinion. <laughs> absolutely. 
I'm just kidding. Squirtle Squad was legit. Never liked right? Bulbasaur. It, I watched the anime as a kid. Bulbasaur was always like very motherly to the other Pokemon in that episode. That's <laughs> not me. That's not my person. I like jerks and <laughs> stupid jerks. And so, it, you know, Squirtle Squad, I got. And uh, Charmander, I got. Like, just the fact that he wouldn't listen to Ash doubled his influence on me as <laughs> yes, a child. Yes. Yes. Agreed. Uh, actually, I think there was a second email as well. Yes, we had one more email. This one comes to us from our friend Arm Chaotic. Uh, this question is for Poncho Taco. It says, Poncho Taco, as the only member of the podcast that has kids, what is it like to have two co-hosts that are kid-free? Do you feel as though you don't relate to them as much due to having kids? Uh, I don't. I don't think it has too much impact. Uh, I. I mean. Yeah, I, I, I'm a I'm a dad of two, uh, and I mean overall, like as far as relating, I don't think it has too much of a difference. Uh, my time is definitely different, uh, in that like you know I I can't really do much during the day, uh, and that ties me down just to evenings, which of, of course my amazing wife takes care, makes sure that you know kids stay in bed and stuff like that on the nights that I I do my thing four times a night or four times a week. Uh, but overall, I don't think it, it, it overly impacts too much. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't think it's I don't think it's I don't think it's too big of a deal personally. Um, yeah, I, I don't feel like I, I unrelate from people too much. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I always look forward to your anecdotes about the girls. Honestly, uh, it's, mm -hmm. it's kind of cool to hear all your just dad things that you say. So I don't feel like it makes right. me relate to you less. I feel like it makes you more interesting to me because i don't i'm not married with kids or anything so right right yeah no yeah. i uh yeah i mean i don't, I don't have know. any kids that i know of <laughs> <laughs> that's good could you be my father yeah, I, old wolf i think i'm older than I you doubt it <laughs> i doubt it I'm, well I'm let's the child uh, of my let's family. Let's move on to uh, we're going to be closing down the podcast here in just a little bit here. Uh, one thing I will say before we go on to our own self promos here, as far as Arcade Parlor is concerned, uh, we are coming up on one year of podcasting. Next month is our one year. We have kind of a we're, we're working on some ideas for a special kind of podcast. So keep that in mind. Something uh, might be coming up here. As well as in, in celebration of one year, we are planning to do a new AP Plays. If you're familiar with AP Plays, we've done it one time. Uh, we're going to get together on another Saturday and just play through, play, play some video games. Just just the just the crew here. Uh, maybe we'll have a guest. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Please. And uh, we'll, we'll play some video games uh, in celebration of one year. So be on the lookout. Uh, we'll, we'll have some more communications uh, on social media as well as Discord. Uh, but coming up on one year of podcasting, super excited. Uh, Maybe we have some a lot Gauntlet of... Legends. Play some Gauntlet and Legends. Gauntlet Legends. <laughs> <laughs> if it had an online play, maybe that would be the game to play. Oh, that'd be that'd be awesome. It would be. Can you imagine Gauntlet Legends now with like 16 people playing at the same time? How many mobs they could have and how cool it would be and just mindless. Oh, it'd be a blast. All right. It'd be awesome. Bring back Gauntlet it'd be Legends. Awesome. <laughs> I don't know what we're going to play yet. We're still kind of talking amongst ourselves what game we're going to be playing and stuff. But uh, be on the lookout. Uh, like I said, on the social media's discord, we'll have updates for you guys there. 
Uh, but yeah, we're coming up on one year. Super excited for some stuff that we have planned for the podcast here coming up very soon. Uh, with that said, let's move into our uh, little self promos here. Why don't we start with our guest, uh, Aldwolf? Where can people find you? Yeah, so uh, I'm streaming live on Twitch Sunday through Thursday. Uh, my guaranteed hours, if you want to catch me live, are Sunday through Thursday, 5 p.m. to 11 p.m. Eastern Time. Uh, we'll be playing Mario, uh, Mario Maker during those hours. Uh, I've been doing afternoon streams starting around 1 or 2 p.m. as well. So lately we've been doing like a really long 8-9 hour stream starting in the afternoons and going all the way till 11. So, so that's Sunday through Thursday. Twitch.tv forward slash Aldwolf, A-L-D-W-U-L-F. Um, and then also I have a YouTube channel. I usually post a few videos each week over there. Uh, you can find me same handle youtube.com forward slash aldwolf uh i'm on twitter uh my handle is at the real aldwolf because there's some stinky aldwolf out there that <laughs> took my handle however many time how, however long ago and has never posted anything on twitter i actually of reached course. out to i actually reached out to twitter and i was like listen this account is like dead can i have the name and i, I don't think they ever got back to me so <laughs> It is what it is, but listen, I'm the real Ald Wolf. You have to believe me. <laughs> uh, what else? Um, I guess that's pretty much it for socials, as far as as awesome. far as that goes. Yeah, I don't do TikTok or anything like that. Just haven't really jumped in it. So. Sure. Okay. Awesome. Uh, yeah. Ashley, what about you? Hello, I am Ashley Florida. Uh, you can find me on twitch.tv slash Ashley with two E's underscore FL. Uh, I currently stream Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday nights. I'm going to be introducing a second Saturday stream here pretty soon in the afternoons as well. Uh, I'm also on YouTube and Twitter, the same handle, Ashley underscore FL. And uh, much like others, uh, my handle was stolen on uh, TikTok. So you can find me on TikTok, uh, Ashley with two E's underscore Florida, all spelled out. Mike, what about you? Where can we find you? You can go to www.cheesepops.com. It has links to everything. There's an extra P in there, so it's P-O-P-P-S. That has links to everything. And my YouTube is actually, I have two editors now, and they are doing really good work. So if you're used to my YouTube and being like, this is the worst YouTube channel on Twitch, one, you were right before. And there's still a lot of videos that I post that are terrible. But if you go there now, you might actually click on a video and be like, holy smokes, this is actually edited and good. I mean, I'm still on there, so it's still pretty bad, but the editing is good. Let me emphasize that. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much self-deprecating humor never gets old. It's, <laughs> it's all I got. I grew no, up with Conan O'Brien and like all of my humor is based off of Conan O'Brien humor. I can't help it. <laughs> Uh, as for myself, uh, twitch.tv slash ponchotaco, or you can go to ponchotaco.com. It'll redirect you to my Twitch channel. Uh, lately, been doing a lot of retro stuff, uh, doing some stuff I don't typically play. I've uh, been having an absolute blast doing that. Uh, we just got done with a full playthrough of Ocarina of Time for the first time in like, I haven't played that game in like 15, 20 years. Uh, got a, done with the first play th re first replay through of that with full crowd control enablement. Uh, nice. And that was quite wild. So the first hour of every stream was me just getting blasted in 300 different directions until people's free coins ran out or they, they just decided to start feeling feeling sorry for me. So finally, after like three months, got finished with that game. 
Uh, but yeah, have some other fun stuff planned for the channel coming up very soon. Uh, yeah, that's it. Uh, 9 p.m. Sunday, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. You can find me there. Nice. Awesome. Well, this has been episode 11, Aldwolf. Thank you so much for joining the podcast. It's been awesome having you on here. Yo, thanks for having me. This was a lot of fun. Go check out Aldwolf if you're listening, if you're watching, wherever you're, wherever, however you're, you're, you're consuming this episode right now, go check out Aldwolf. Show him some love. Check out the channel and hang out. Something I think we really need to say that wasn't said is Old Wolf is insanely good at Mario Maker. Oh yeah, and like I, we glossed oh, yeah. over that, and I know he's humble, chill, and cool, and just fun to talk to. And he was talking about other people being cracked. I almost quit streaming when I started because I'm like, oh, this is fun. I can do. It. And then I watched Old Wolf play the game. I'm like, I can't do that. I can't do anything. <laughs> I just saw there. So like, if you like. Super chill, fun place to hang out, and absolutely cracked gameplay. Old Wolf is insanely good at the game, and we kind of glossed over that, and it <laughs> needs to be said. Thanks, Cheese Pops. <laughs> I, I do what I can, man. It's uh, well, I, Let's take I, it I down just, a few notches. I just notches. really love the game. Let's lower the skill level for a while. Let us other <laughs> yeah, gamers... Yeah, just throw a little th- bit more. Just sandbag, throw some sandbagging in there and be like, oh, Cheese Pops would have made that jump, you know? Or, Toss us a bone, Old Wolf. Come on. Okay, <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, one of my favorite streamers out there, one of the best precision players that I watch personally. Thank you so much, Old Wolf, for being here. Yo, thanks for having me. Really appreciate it. Definitely. All right, this has been episode 11. We'll catch you guys uh, next time. Uh, Next episode should be August 5th. Should be August 5th. That'll be our 12 or our one year, 12 month episode. Uh, Be on the lookout for what we have planned there. We will catch you then. Adios, everybody. Have a good time. Uh, May July 4th be with you. Adios. (laughs) Bye. Bye. Hello. Oh, bye. (laughs) Ha, ha, ha.